There was some horrible stuff that happened in, in my high school, and I went to an easy high school. Yeah, like I, yeah, I went I to imagine. an all boys Catholic. I had a cake ride compared to what like Bill was at Allardyce. I mean, oh yeah, you mean that is a completely different animal. I well, saw I saw a kid get terrorized on a daily basis. Like somebody would come up and and dump a trash can on him, like the contents of a trash can, throw chew spit at him out the bus window. Like this kid just Were throw him on the kid, ground. Bill? No, I wasn't. <laughs> you used to throw chew spit on no. him. And- <laughs> It's yeah, the old, one crazy summer bit. <laughs> no. Were you that fat kid, Egg? <laughs> no, but I used to beat him up all the time and say, "Why are you so fat?" Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. Reminiscing, reminiscing about Egg. One crazy summer, Savage Steve Holland directed John Cusack to me more. Summer romp, light comedy. Bill, where are the light comedies now? They're not to be found anywhere. No no light comedies Randy. anywhere. They're nowhere. Bill and I here uh, manning the fort basically alone. Pursued off today. Yeah. Val's off. Yep. This is going to be a terrible show. Probably. Not true. That's your first instinct. Terrible show, right? Nope. Sally Wiggins filling in for Val later. Sally Wiggins. Sally Wiggins is gonna is gonna come in, and uh, we couldn't be happier about that. We love and, Sally. Yeah, and uh, we've got comedian Gary Owen. Okay, a little bit later that on. That just upped it up the ante. One of the greats. Oh my God, he's a legend. I listened to the David Feldman podcast with Judd Apatow. It this is a couple months ago. And Judd Apatow was talking about the, how great comedy is now and how what he loves about comedy and how you can walk into a room and every once in a while just discover somebody. And he was talking about having discovered Gary Owen. Yeah. And he had never seen... What, like recently? Yeah, it was two months like, ago. Wow. And he had never seen Gary Owen. Oh, and man. it was him and somebody else, like another big name. But I can't remember who it was. And they were both just blown away by this guy, Gary Owen, and so they've become obsessed with him. Mm-hmm. And um, it'll be interesting. I wonder what Gary has to say about it, because Judd was just like, this guy, I've never seen people laugh the way they were laughing at this guy. It was like a different laugh. And I know exactly what he's talking about, because I've seen Gary Definitely. Owen destroy rooms. And like it's that rolling laughter that just doesn't stop. And it's just, it feels like you're on a boat. And, you know, it's it's funny because one of my really good friends, T. Robe, opens for Gary. And the first time he met him and started working with him, he's like, dude, you got to come down here. You got to see what this dude is doing to all black crowds. Like, yeah, he takes an urban room and and turns them on their bellies like oh, they yeah. are just over their seats in the aisles, standing up like just I've never seen somebody crush like that. It's uh, it's quite an experience. He'll be live in studio later this morning. Plus, he's come in here in the past and been unbelievably funny and uh, created some legendary moments. So, Gary Owen, a little bit later on. Uh, no pressure on Gary to come up with more legendary moments. Uh, <laughs> Justin Schultz from the uh, Pens also going to be joining us 845. Schultz! And Paul Luke and Paul Luke Band going to be Paul playing Luke. live in studio. His album release party tomorrow night, Mr. Smalls. This is a great show. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, 
His new album, Bad Seed, has been written up in basically every music mag across the country. It's really and, good. And uh, Rolling Stone even featured him as an alt-country one to watch. I wouldn't say he's alt-country. I'd say he's more Americana, though. That's uh, that's uh, kind of picking nits there, I guess. But Yeah, a little bit. This album is great, Bad Seed, and uh, you've been hearing the song Vengeance on DVE. So Paul will be playing live a little bit later on this morning. Sean Collier. Reviewing A Wrinkle in Time, which is a big deal, which is a star-studded affair. Uh, Oprah's in it. The the real Oprah, yeah. Yeah, the big O. The big O. Uh, Let's take a look at weather before we get going, which sucks, by the way. Weather sucks. Terrible. Uh, Right now, this is brought to you by Dormont Applying Cropper. Yeah, all right. Somebody Uh, once thought I was related to him. Did I tell you that? Crawford and Cropper. They were like, you're Bill Cropper, right? (laughs) Was it Stephen Cropper? Yes, it was. Who was asking you? I just want family. <laughs> He's a great guy, by the I way. I love Cropper, That's yeah. Stephen Cropper. Yeah, I love him. He had dissed at Channel 4, and now he's kicking ass at Channel 11. It's a redemption story. I mean. It really is. We've all been croppered at one time or another. You've been a cropper. I've been a cropper. I am a cropper. Well. Bill Cropper. That's what Cropper thinks. Barack Obama may have locked down his next move following his departure from the White House. The New York Times reports the former president and his wife, Michelle, are in talks to produce a series of Netflix shows. That's right, Netflix. One show may (laughs) reportedly involve Obama moderating conversations about immigration, climate change, voting rights, and other topics he tackled during his presidency. Whoa. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Want to battle fake news? Throw it on Netflix, I guess. Further details of the production detail have not been confirmed. I don't know. What does he call it? Black Mirror's already taken. He should be in Black Mirror. Basically, every episode should be him in Black Mirror explaining how it's all going to happen if we don't take steps right now to change it. So glad Val's not here to hit me. She hates Black Mirror. Never seen it. Me and Joe think it's great. You guys refuse to... Step into the future and be entertained. Clock changes can cause driver f- fatigue. Did you know this? I uh, didn't. Yeah. Go to bed an hour early. That's the advice of sleep experts and first responders who know there's an increase in deadly accidents with the shift to daylight saving time. Most folks will be setting their clocks an hour ahead this Sunday morning, and people may struggle for several days to adjust their internal body clock. The National Road Safety Foundation says driver fatigue increases the possibility of drowsiness behind the wheel and is a primary reason why deadly crashes spike in the days following time changes. My internal clock has been screwed for 10 years. Mm. So, uh, you know, one hour either way isn't going to make or break me. Yeah, I remember one year doing a uh, like a Saturday night show where, you know, I didn't get done until 2 o'clock and then had a couple beers with everybody afterwards and, you know, by the time you like wrap things up and call it a night, it's four fifteen, four thirty, right? And totally forgetting that it was pushed ahead an hour, and just being like, "Oh, oh, god!" And it took forever to come back from that one. Just be for there was just a weird thing about it. I felt jet lagged a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I'll be as soon as Paul Luke's show's done on Saturday night, I'll be going to bed. Right to bed. Right there at Mr. Smalls. They have a nice little oh, do they? D&B. Oh. Me. Little day bed? Yeah. We'll put on uh, my 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 jammies. 
and go right to bed with rusted root. <laughs> the VA hospital has systematic failures. So saith the inspector general of the VA. Says vet hospitals in Washington, D.C. have suffered from systematic failures for years. The report released Wednesday says the main healthcare facility for veterans was found consistently lacking in clean areas for medical supplies, had staffing issues across multiple departments, bought $92 million worth of supplies and equipment over a two-year period without proper controls to make sure they were necessary. The report blames the issues on failed leadership at multiple levels within the VA. Veteran Affairs Secretary David Shulkin told the Inspector General that issues related to supplies, instruments, and equipment were never brought to his attention. This stuff is inexcusable. I know. Oh, does that make me... And- and you know we, we we didn't talk about this much, but the a comedy legend Barry Crimmins passed away yes last week, and one of my all time favorite quotes is from Barry Crimmins, and he said, "I just cannot, I cannot wrap my brain around a country that prefers to create veterans more than they do to take care of them." Oh, he's like they, you know, how how do you how do you send these guys off to war? And, and 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 use all this flag waving and say, hey, you know, stand up, be patriotic, go fight for your country. These guys commit the ultimate sacrifice, and then they come back and you don't take care of them? What if people knelt for the anthem in support of veterans? Come on. Like, That's why I do the work I do with veterans. It's like I want to help these guys. The, you know, yeah. the people that are doing the good work, picking up the slack for, you know, like my buddy went to try to go to the VA – he couldn't get in. It was like, you know, the first yeah. available appointment was four months later. Uh, and you would think they would have it so that those guys could get right in, like, you know, quicker than a Med Express if you're a vet. But the, look, Bill, you've done a lot of work with veterans groups, in particular, uh, you know, with the, uh, uh, with the, it's about the Warrior Foundation. You've worked with the USO and gone over and entertained the troops while they're active. Yeah. This stuff is, you know, there's a lot of BS of people blowing smoke about disrespecting the troops and stuff. And it's all good in theory, but until somebody actually steps up and takes care of them, everybody should just shut up. Because nobody's putting forth an effort to actually take care of the vets. They just want to yell at people about how they respect them. Well, that's great. You respect them? Let's all get off our ass and make sure somebody does something to take care of them. Right. That's why Steve Montleone and the work he does with It's About the Warrior is so great. It's the best. It is not affiliated in any way they don't get government money or anything like nope. that this is just him seeing a need here in western pennsylvania in the tri-state area and saying i better do something and he's had a profound effect on veterans lives in this area and uh, that's why we we like steve we love steve and and steve is is such a good guy he's doing such a good thing that the steelers are on board the penguins are on board the pirates are on board you know he he's gotten a lot of support here locally so that he can do the good work he's doing it's you know we're supporting him because he's supporting the troops yeah uh i a t w u s dot wait it's about the warrior so it's i i a t w dot u s dot u s yeah okay yeah. uh keith richards is now been added to the lineup of a Love Rocks NYC Benefit Concert. He's the latest big name for the all-star event benefiting the charity God's Love We Deliver. Never heard of this. It'll take place March 15th at the Beacon Theater, which is my all-time favorite theater anywhere in the country, including the Sanger Theater in New Orleans, which I think is 
including the Fox Theater in Atlanta. I love the Beacon Theater. Okay, I've never been there. Do you love that theater because it's so beautiful or because of the shows you've seen Both. there? Okay. I have the best memories of that place, uh, and it is so You saw iconic. the Allman Brothers there. Many times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, during those- They uh, used to do residencies, right? Every, uh, every uh, uh, March. Or was it April? God, I can't even remember now. Um, but there's some great comedy there through the years also. It just has that awesome feel, and like many cool things in New York- you uh, open a door not knowing where you're going into. It looks like it could be a movie plex or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of a sudden, you're in the most beautiful lobby of a theater anywhere. It's I highly recommend going to see the show at a Beacon if you're ever going to New York. Uh, Donald Fagan from Steely Dan will be performing at this. Billy Gibbons of ZZ Top. Ann Wilson's of Heart. Ann Wilson's. Sally Wiggins and Ann, Ann Wilson's of Heart <laughs> will be there. Among many others, the nonprofit organization cooks and delivers individually tailored meals to people in in the New York City area living with severe illnesses. Well, that certainly is a great charity. Yeah, that's awesome. Tickets for the event are on sale now. Don't Uh, you think, like, just in the current climate, we just spend way too much time talking about horrible things that people do and not enough time, like, just lifting up the awesome stuff that people are doing? What, what is that? Sh- is that just our negativity bias where we, we're just drawn to things that are negative because... I think that it's actually an impulse in people that is good because they want to shine a light on people who suck and say, do better. But there's so many people who are falling short of where we want them to be that it feels like we're never not talking about what sucks. See, I thought it was like um, one of those leftovers from our evolutionary uh, DNA that, that was basically like anything negative could be harmful. So we're quick, the, like the, we're quickest to, to notice that stuff. Squeaky wheel. Yeah. So that because it could present a danger and yeah. now it's just like, oh, that guy just sucks. Yeah. Well, he's not really a danger. He just sucks. Yes. Why are we talking about him? You know, we should do a show where all we do is highlight all the good stuff that's going on in Pittsburgh, like 412 Rescue and the many different, like, so it's much about the warrior stuff. and, you know, all these great, let's do that. We'll do a feel-good show. And we'll just play the, uh, the Gorilla song the whole morning. Feels good. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm happy. No, no. no we'll, we'll, we'll be miserable by no. the end of the show. Oh my God. It Never might, as a song. It might have the exact opposite effect that we're 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 wanting. Yeah. If you play that happy song forever, you will want to gouge your eyes out. Um, Todd Rundgren going back out on tour with Utopia. This is pretty cool. I love this. This was prog rock that like it was like my first foray into something that wasn't Rush. Uh, the Spring North American tour set to uh, celebrate the band's return. A seven disc box set titled The Road to Utopia. The complete recordings will be released on April 20th. This is pretty cool. Playing in Jim Thorpe, PA. Uh, it's going to stop in most major cities. I really hope it comes here. I, that is, that's some old time memories. That that makes me think of being like a twelve year old kid listening to a cassette tape and being like, <laughs> "Holy cow! This guy does kind of like what Rush did, only <laughs> weirder." And uh, finally, porn star Stormy Daniels is set to appear at a South Florida strip club this weekend. Solid Gold. Fort Lauderdale advertised that Daniels, known as Stephanie Clifford, would auction off the dress she wore during the alleged affair with President Trump. Whoa. There's a dress? But the porn star's lawyers say that's not true. Daniels will appear at Solid Gold on Friday and Saturday. Daniels is suing Trump over an alleged non-disclosure agreement to keep quiet about their alleged 2006 affair. 
So wait, she's suing him for not keeping the disclosure disclosed? I'm not, not he didn't sign the disclosure. Okay, but that so that that means that she's suing him for violating the non-disclosure. I guess I I, I I don't understand. I thought she was suing him so that she could talk about it. Um which if he didn't sign but it, if he it's didn't all sign annoyed it, to just talk about it. Right. But is there there's no person, not even his supporters think this is not true. Everybody knows it's true. His lawyer paid her $130,000. He said it wasn't for him. She said it wasn't for him. Uh, for Michael Cohen. Everybody knows what this was for. Michael Cohen has bitched that Trump hasn't paid him back. He has actually bitched to people. <laughs> I know. This is a guy who was like a malpractice lawyer <laughs> who graduated from what is considered to be one of the worst law schools in the country at Western Michigan. Oh, I thought you were going to say Trump University. No, it's like, a, yeah, that would be hilarious. He's like, you're a lawyer now. <laughs> he just gives you a title. Why not? Uh, this continues to unfold. Uh, and guess what? Uh, the president was also seen at a, there's pictures of him at a strip club with Russians. He was in Las Vegas hanging out with Russians at a strip club where they featured women doing golden showers. Come on. There's pictures? You've not seen it? No, I haven't. Oh, yeah, there's pictures of him sitting there with his bodygguard. No, I haven't. Russians are all around him. I've been trying to look at positive things. I've been, I'm going down Val's route where I'm looking at, uh, yeah, cute emergency. Hey, that's not a bad way to. To, to, to get through it, I'm telling you right now. By the I way, hit. I found a dog in my neighborhood. This dog is a is a breed that I've never seen before. This woman walks walks him. I was stray or no? I was on my way to pick up. Yeah, it sounded like I just yeah. found a dog. Um, I was on my way to pick up my daughters yesterday, and this woman was like, "Hey, you wanna you wanna pet you wanna pet the dog? He's really nice." And I said, "What kind of dog is this? I've never seen. He looks like a little like a black bear or something." She said, "Oh, it's a Leon Burger." I was like, your dog's name is Leon Berger? She's like, no, that's the breed name. I was like, you're making that up. It yeah. sounds made up. Uh, it's not. It's when it's, you, you breed a, uh, it's a Sierra Leone Mitch, with, mixed with a Mitch Berger. <laughs> yeah. Former punter for the, the former Steelers. Former punter. Yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful dog. And so I, I spent. That average of 42 yards. Half my, uh, half my day yesterday just looking up that breed. You going to get a dog? I, I want to get a dog, but I, I don't want a dog that sheds, and that dog sheds a ton. That's a not a nothing burger. It's a no, Leon it's burger. No, it's a Leon burger. That's Which, a big dog. It's like a 100-pound dog, and that's a small one. That's what I order at the Wahlburgers. <laughs> order a Leon burger? Order a Leon burger. Are they insulted? Because don't you have to order a Wahlburger? They Wall shed burger? in your mouth. They just oh. shed. The beef sheds. Well, that's not. that sounds really gross. <clears throat> Shedding beef. Uh, we're going to take a break, come back, a uh, quick sports update for you. And uh, as promised, Gary Owen in studio. We'll talk with Justin Schultz later. Paul Luke playing live. More to come on DV. DVE Sports. Just a quick sports update for you right now. Kevin Stallings fired as, uh, as soon as we got off the air yesterday. <laughs> yeah, Head that was coach quick. Pitt. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, I, don't, I don't even think they got through the whole interview. Hey, Kevin, how are you? are fired. <laughs> so this is going to conclude our performance review. We wish you the best of luck. We should have got him to do sports this morning. Yeah, that would have been a, a good idea. I mean, he's available. He doesn't have anything to do, but he might have a lot of money. I still have not heard. Joe, have they talked about how much money he's been paid yet? I know he was trying to like $9 million. 
but they were trying to fire him for cause. What cause could they come up with for Kevin Stallings? Because he wasn't good. Probably something in the red tape, but yeah, right now I think it's just a 9.4. They're going to have to pay. Imagine what they were trying to come up with. Like all of the stuff they were trying to figure out they could pin on him. Like you sent a D pick to the pit mascot. (laughs) That's kind of weird. No, I didn't. Okay. You were hanging out in Panther Hollow with your pants around your head. No, I wasn't. Okay. That wasn't you. It was another bald guy who looked really sad. You were hanging out with Russian mascots while they peed on each other. <laughs> no, that's not no. true. Okay. All right. We're going to pay you the $9 million, but All right, fine. we're going to try to figure out how to get out of it. Uh, disaster for Pitt from the get-go. The Kevin Stallings hire from day one was a bad idea. It's not like it wasn't, you know, I, I, I saw a couple people tweeting about this. Like, it's it, it's not like the... the the organ, uh, or the program was in great condition the last couple of years with Jamie Dixon. It was a lot better than this. But now they, they, all those ro- chickens have come home to roost, and it's <sighs> rebuilding it's, time for Pitt. It's terrible. West Virginia, on the other hand, rolling. They uh, beat Baylor seventy-eight sixty-five uh, in the Big Twelve tourney. And um, did you know, by the way? The NCAA tournament is going to be played here the weekend of the St. Paddy's Day Parade next weekend. I didn't so know that. while we are riding in the parade as part of our huge Get Your Shamrocks Off contest, yeah, there's going to be NCAA action going on up at PPG Paints Arena. So we could ostensibly go from the parade to watch the NCAA tournament. That's crazy. Just saying. We could. I mean, we're not going to. We could. Lev, as we've told you, not going to uh, sit out. Says he'll play the whole year. That's good news for the uh, Steelers. And Penguin News, they recall forward Josh Joris. Josh Joris coming back. By the way, we're going to have Justin Schultz on the show later on this morning at 845. We'll talk to him about the Penguins moving forward. That nice W in Philly and how he had the game winner against Calgary and uh, got the yips a little bit. He was a little nervous because it was such a wide-open shot. <laughs> so we'll talk with him coming up. I wonder when he found out, the exact moment he found out that he had become a meme after the parade when he was just walking down the street drinking oh, a beer. One of the all-time great. He's on T-shirts now. Yeah. I mean, that, that moment is iconic. Yeah, so we'll, we're ta- we'll talk to him about that. We'll get some lifestyle stuff Yeah. out of, out of Justin Schultz a little bit later on this morning. Because he's not big on the uh, the fake teeth. He just goes natural. Goes right for it. Which you got to respect. All natural. All right, that'll be later on this morning. Sally Wiggin is going to have your, your news coming up at the top of the hour. Can't wait. Sally's my favorite. She's the best. And right now, little bush. Little bush for you. Little come down. Sean Collier reviewing A Wrinkle in Time. Gary Owen is live in studio. He's at the Improv all weekend long. It's the DVE Morning Show. It's the DVE Morning Show. Always a pleasure to have Sally Wiggins in the studio. 
Hanging One of my there. favorite people. Do One you know of my, how, oh, you're sweet. That I've Both ever of met. you are some of my favorite people. Mm. Uh, you're about. You're in the top ten. Oh I think. well, mm-hmm. maybe wow, that's maybe, higher than maybe I thought 15. I'd be. Maybe yeah, I was going to say. Let's expand. Let's say bit. top fifty. And I actually you know a let lot you people. call me Sally Wiggins. I I do. I think that it's uh, it softens it. You know, Wiggin sounds like a verb. Wiggins sounds like a place we can all yeah. nest. I think Wiggin sounds. No, it sounds like uh, like. We're vacationing in the Wiggins. There are very few Walt Wh- Wiggin, for instance, in the phone book, in the in the Manhattan phone book, New York uh-huh. City phone book. There, long to, this was a while ago. There were only two Wiggin. One of them was my grandfather. But there are lots of Wiggins. I like being only. I, I Wiggin like is more unique. Than, yeah. Well, with this, oh, get it, singular. Because you're that singular? has a double ming- meaning, being singular, and the word is singular. Oh, oh. I didn't notice the thing on your left shoulder, um, on your on your sweater, is a design. I thought it was a Laverne DeFazio L, like a Laverne, like a big L. I wore this sweater yesterday. I've gotten so when you get older, you if you only wear clothes for a little bit, then you'll wear them again the next day because you don't have to think about choosing something else. Yeah, <laughs> that's just smart. Do That's you all find that, that if like if you don't get a good wear out of it and you really like it, you go, I didn't see enough people today. I'm going to do this <laughs> again tomorrow. No, I don't think that. Okay. I think, but I do think how many people saw me in this. If nobody saw me, I'll wear it again. <laughs> you know, you don't have to tell on yourself, right? You can just do that. No, I if it's I, yeah, I you I have to verbally regurgitate yeah. everything I think. Uh, on the way, uh, Sally will have news for you in the news internationally. Uh, of course, uh, big news yesterday. The president. Uh, who uh, sometimes changes his mind, it should be noted, no. said he will meet with Kim Jong-un. He's going to take him up on his uh, on his offer. Maybe that'll help us it's avoid nuclear conflict, or maybe it will just speed it up tenfold. That's why you'll need these guys. Hey, fellas. You worried about the nuclear fallout? Because our president has the emotional maturity of a real housewife. Then call us. I'm Timmy Kabaki. And I'm his brother, Trolls. The Yins might know us better as the Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Fallout Shelter Kings. We got custom-made fallout shelter packages starting at $199.99. Made of nuclear bomb-proof corrugated metal. That may resemble them sheds that got stolen from outside Sam's Club last week. Purely a coincidence. Need provisions to endure the perils of the oncoming nuclear winter? Our nuclear holocaust nutritionist and cousin, Dennis, has custom-designed a series of Pittsburgh-centric MREs. That's meals ready to eat. To sustain you through the aftermath of geothermal thermular nuclear war. I can't say geothermal. Nice going, Professor Falcon. We got powdered permanis. Powdered potato patch fries. Powdered Pamela's. I ate a bunch. They're pretty, They're pretty good. good. Also, too, order now and get a huge selection of VHS cassette movies. And TV shows I taped when I had mono in the 11th grade. Complete with a VCR TV combo unit free of charge. Or you gotta ride a stationary bike to keep the electricity on. Like on Gilligan's Island. Or the Flintstones. Point is, you're gonna want something to watch to keep you from going bananas. Yeah, ain't no Netflix in the nuclear holocaust. Dinner? Movies? Is this a fallout shelter or nemicolon? You'll hardly be able to tell the difference in your new luxurious shed. Dunce. 
I mean fallout shelter. Each Pittsburgh fallout shelter king shelter can protect up to four people in case of nuclear attack. Don't have four people you want to save. But you would like to save on price. Then use the Pittsburgh Fallout Shelter King's room service sharing charge. Not char- the service. Room sharing service. Yeah. Nuke B&B. It's like Airbnb. But the demand is way higher in the busy season. Order now and receive our exclusive Pittsburgh Fallout Shelter King Survival Handbook. Learn the art of hand-to-hand combat. So you can quickly neutralize your radiation emboldened former neighbors and friends in the event they try to break into your shelter and steal your provisions in a last-ditch effort to save their lives. Nip that one right in the bud. Right in the bud. Sleeper old. Stone cold stunner. Stone cold stunner. Back into the nuclear winter for you, Mr. Anderson. Each Pittsburgh fallout shelter king shed. Dance. Shelter. Shelter. Come with four different design choices. Steelers theme. Penguin theme. Bucket themed. And antebellum scythe. But don't wait till all these shelters are gone with the nuclear wind. Get yours today. And as an added bonus, absolutely. Positively. Every single Pittsburgh Fallout Shelter King shelter comes with a money back guarantee. If after you survive the nuclear winter, you're not satisfied for any reason whatsoever, your money will be fully refunded to you. That's classy. Just like us. To cash in your refund, just uh, find us. Yeah, just find us. You will be around somewhere. Yeah, come on, Pittsburgh. Don't be scared of Kim Jong-un. Call us today. The Pittsburgh Fallout Shelter Kings. Yin's guys will love us. Cropper. Hey, 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 Sally Wigan. Hi, Sally. Am I supposed to say, hey, 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 Randy Bauman? Uh, no, but I mean, it's good to see you. Hey, hey. You look good. You really do. I put a lot of makeup on today. I have to do that now. Me too. To hide things. Me too. What are you hiding? Don't Age. Hide. You can't put makeup on your feelings, Sally. <laughs> yes, you can. No, you can't. It's called an alternative reality. No way. You live in the now. You're very present. Did you ever meditate? I'm trying to do it now. I tried to do it in the car today because I was getting upset about something that I think thought I did wrong. You shouldn't meditate while you're driving. People. You should drive while you you're can, driving. No, you can at no. the light. At the mm, light. At the light? How just long is the breathe. light? You deep breathe for about 30 seconds. The light at the cloverleaf isn't that long. You can't meditate. Not meditate. Deep breathing is a form of meditation. Oh. Calm yourself Four down. Four seconds in, seven seconds hold it, Who's eight uh, seconds through out. Through your nose. Now, part of it's not through your nose. Which you, part? Do you, I can't remember. Do you get road rage? Oh. Do you? Really bad. I wouldn't guess that. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to talk up, man. Especially I'm, when I'm on the phone to somebody else, you know, Bluetooth, obviously. Oh, sure. Never and hands. Hands free. Hands free. Yeah, yeah. It's... it's but but you know what? It's still not safe to do it hands free. It isn't. No, it's sometimes you're you're a little too distracted there, Sally. Actually, a really serious accident that I had. Um, I wasn't even. I wasn't hands free. Radio wasn't on. Nothing was going on, and I just meditated. Thought a four way stop. I thought a two way stop was a four way stop. Oh yeah, there, I do all the time. We've all been got there. T- got t boned. There's one down at the Sharpsburg exit. You get on and off there. There's one. One way, it's four-way. Going off, it's four-way. Coming back onto the parkway, it's only two-way. It always throws me. It's really confusing. Yeah. Oh, if it's an area you haven't been in before, yeah, it's... So how do we... We got to car wrecks and stop signs from um, 
deep breathing and well meditation. why don't we why don't we deep breathe our way let's through, do the news. the news you know what's it's funny is that that's that's what happens pretty much every time i've ever complimented you we end up in a car crash somehow <laughs> like it's metaphorically if nothing yeah. else yes i don't take compliments very well no you divert and- them to tragedy <laughs> <laughs> all right may we do this Let's well, it. it is news time. It's news time. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Pamela Anderson is defending her son against her ex-husband. Why are you laughing? Because you said Pamela Anderson. Keep going. Okay. Against her ex-husband, Tommy Lee's claim that Brandon Lee knocked him unconscious. Anderson wrote in a post yesterday that 21-year-old Brandon was putting together an intervention for his father. Tommy Lee tweeted on Tuesday that he was in bed with his fiance when Brandon burst into the bedroom and knocked him out after the Motley Crue drummer asked his son to leave. According to Anderson, Brandon acted in self-defense and just wants his father to get sober. The former Baywatch star was married to Lee for three years in the mid-90s. I, I remember that. Brandon God. is the older of her two sons. Yeah, this, I feel horrible for this kid. Me too. Yeah. As you pointed out yesterday, how hard must it be for this kid to have to know there's a famous sex tape of his More par- than one! Of his parents. And you, there was one point where you could order that homemade video in your hotel room. Yeah. It was being sold on porn sites because they sold the rights to it because they thought, well, it's already going everywhere. We might as well try to make some money off of this. And so it was listed as like a legitimate movie. You could actually download into your hotel room the Tommy Lee and Pamela. It sounds like I downloaded that into my hotel it room. Does. Like, it sounds like I know a lot about it, downloading it, but that's not the case. It was a big story at the time. Hey, I mean, I saw it. I mean, I wanted to see somebody drive a boat without their hands, right. and that's why I got that video. Hands-free. Yeah. I mean, Tommy Lee was the original hands- Original. Hands-free. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, just, you know, as, as, a, as a kid, your parents, one of, your mom has more than one sex tape out there, and you're trying to arrange for an intervention for your dad. This is this is bad. Yeah, this kid's got a lot on his mind. His dad and his mama, 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 both of them. But you know what? God bless him for trying to help his father. God bless him. Yeah. Should I not have said that? No. No. Okay. God should bless him. Yes. All right. And may, we, let's talk about nuclear war. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's take it up a notch. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's go from the Tommy Lee. Let's pa- do it, uh, Pamela. Was that funny? Yeah. Funny. That was hilarious. Okay. Let's talk about nuclear. Let's war. talk about <laughs> nuclear war. You would be the worst Mr. Rogers guest ever. Hi, kids. By the way, well, no, we'll talk about that. Go ahead, no, go ahead. Divert. Nuclear war can wait. It's going to happen or it's not. Mr. Rogers, I, Fred, I, great. I love you. Him. Were, you were friendly I, with Fred. Yes, yes. And, and his, his wife is uh, um, a really good friend, and it is her birthday today. Yeah. So happy oh. birthday, Joanne Rogers. Happy birthday, happy Mrs. Birthday. Rogers. Yeah, yeah. Who is, is as funny as they come. She she's looks like she's like. She's a great she's, she, she looks like she doesn't suffer fools gladly, number one. Um, I've never seen her be unkind, though, at No, that all. doesn't mean I, I, I've unkind. seen her be outspoken. We, we have this group of people who go to uh, a restaurant every so often, and we, and we haven't done it for a while. Well, we did it recently, but anyway. Still and lives she's in part Pittsburgh? of that group. Yeah, I, I, she, uh, um, she goes to Florida in the wintertime, but uh, she's just a remarkable human being, just like, like he was, two remarkable human beings together really that's that's and i have not i did not get to see michael keaton's special no i didn't you tweeted how wonderful it is but it comes on sunday again 
You can't. PBS isn't on demand, so you have to. You know, you have to wait till they re-air. Some it things or, are, or some things aren't. Some th- sometimes you have to buy stuff. Yeah, well, you have to join, and it's good. You know, you join. join. Go ahead and join. I, I agree. Mean, absolutely, you should. So. No, uh, there's no doubt. Uh, but it is airing again in, yeah. uh, um, in on Sunday. The so. Ken Burns documentary alone should make you want to join. Absolutely. Not yeah. to mention it's you know public television's history uh with this city because of mr rogers yeah. that alone that point of pride you know if you can spare yeah. 10 bucks to make sure that kind of stuff keeps happening okay it's, uh, money well spent okay so do you back want to talk to nuclear about war. Uh, devastation okay. and yeah. nuclear holocaust yes. let's okay. talk about after it. weeks of charm diplomacy during and immediately after the olympics north korea has offered up something really important to get rid of its nuclear weapons if the korean standoff can somehow be ended with a nation's security guaranteed And we were just mentioning this earlier. President Trump himself has agreed to meet with North Korean President Kim Jong-un by May. A lot of people are talking about where this meeting would take place. And I think it's a no-brainer. It has to happen at Michael Jordan's house. Without a doubt. Has to. Without a doubt. Michael Jordan? With all of the the, the 90s-era Bulls. He is a huge fan of the 90s Bulls. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Well, one of the only Americans that's been over and met oh, Kim Jong Un is Dennis Rodman, and, and he was part of the night. He, he yeah. was, not the entire time, but for no, several the years end. of them. Yeah, the tail end of it. That's what I do remember that. And you know what? Let's go to another sports story. Is that? Oh, can we go to sports? Yeah, that's this fun. is a nice segue. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, um, Nuclear war, not exactly a sports story, but go, keep going. But, but no. Listen, uh, um, if Horace Grant can help avert nuclear holocaust, I'm for it. I agree. Um, Let's get Luke Longley. Let's get Nick Harper. All those guys. Why can't I think of the small guard? Um, Tony Kukoc. Let's get Steve Kerr. I was going to say Tony Kukoc would be a better secretary of the interior than we got right now. Is it B.J. Armstrong? Okay, do you know what? I decided we're not going to go to sports. Oh, pivot. Why? Pivot. Because we have to say, we have to mention this because... Because it does affect this region. It does, and and some people from this region were probably were up with the president yesterday. So we'll remind everybody that the president has signed a controversial order imposing heavy tariffs on steel and aluminum. Wait, he actually signed it? Spared? Yeah. Well, he forgot. He walked out of the room. They they literally had to bring him back in to sign it again. Oh, this is the third time he's done that. The first time. Oh, he talked about it and he didn't. The executive order that he walked out of the uh, the the Oval Office without signing. Like when you leave your debit card at Chipotle and they go, sir, sir, right, you, you yeah. got it, you got it. <laughs> That's sir, exactly what it we is. We need you to sign for this. Uh, and Can't then, of course, he out. did it again yesterday and then with the non-disclosure agreement with the porn star that he had sex with and maybe uh, fathered a baby, apparently. Wait, what? what? There's a paternity clause in the non-disclosure agreement. She's not allowed to talk about if any matters If there's a kid concerning- whose name is partly cloudy walking <laughs> around, we, we know... <laughs> We know who the father is. <laughs> Where'd you get that Stormy. information? Never mind, Sally. It, it was readily available. It's not, there's a part of that non disclosure agreement concerns paternity. It may be that that's just a standard part of any non disclosure agreement regarding sexual relations between two people. Or <laughs> maybe it means something else. We don't know because nobody's talking about it. Mm-hmm. We just know that they had an affair that she got paid off for. Okay, back back to the tariff, uh, um, um, the tariffs. 
Yes. Mr. Trump has said the U.S. is suffering from unfair trade and that the move would boost U.S. industry. But countries have expressed outrage at the plans and experts have warned of new trade wars. The tariffs will go into effect in 15 days and include exemptions for Canada and Mexico. And his financial advisor has resigned because of the um, top economic advisor, not his financial uh, financial advisor. Sounds like the guy that controls his portfolio. Yeah. This is the guy that's supposed to drive economic policy. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, um, (laughs) And, and he's left, he's resigning because he doesn't agree with it. And neither, that guy's neither do a lot of Republicans in Congress because they, they are afraid that it's going to have actually a detrimental effect on you. The Koch brothers are, are against it. That makes me think it must be good. I mean, Gary Cohn's a Jewish guy who stood by while uh, the president defended Nazis. He's a former head of Goldman Sachs. Yes, right? big yeah. Goldman Sachs guy. And uh, that wasn't enough to do it. But the tariffs thing, he's like, that's it. I'm out That's here. my red line. That's I it. am out. My okay. favorite part about yesterday was when he had the steel workers getting up and speaking. He was oh, like, boy. my dad, tell you what, my dad, when the... These tariffs originally never took place in the, you know, my dad, the industry and the foreign steel and all this. And he goes, listen, your dad is looking down right now and he is so proud of you. He's like, he's still alive. Yeah, my dad's still alive. All right. Well, Ooh. Then maybe he's looking over at you then. Ooh, my and bad. he's so proud of you. Ooh, that one was my bad. Ooh. Um, Last, can I, may I do the sports one oh, now? Oh, well, yeah. Go ahead. I'm not finished. NFL star Tom Brady is sporting a new hairdo. The New England Patriots quarterback, along with Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker, got buzz cuts today to support cancer research. The new haircuts are part of the annual Saving by Shaving fundraiser in support of the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, which is one of the most famous cancer institutes in the country. So the fight against cancer continues all across the country. That's that's great. Good for Tom Brady. And it coincides with his yearly hair plug treatment. And you have to shave your head for that, so it works out well. Has he had hair plugs? Yeah. Oh. He was getting treated in Ro- in a place in Rhode Island. And they I have didn't know pictures that. of him. Yeah, you can Google it. There's pictures of him going in and out of this hair clinic in Rhode Island, and he's wearing the skull cap. Remember when he shaved his head that one time? Not really. Got to shave your yeah. You got to you got to buzz cut it in order to get that. Uh, so the, they the can hair go right done. right in. Mm-hmm. And, and and look, he's got good hair plugs. You know, the yeah, best. they're really good because I couldn't really tell good. that they were hair plugs. And those are the best kind of hair plugs. Uh, this I is, have his book. I, I brought his book in. TB12. And, uh, Somebody nope, gave it to me. I really, I am trying to eat like that. I really am. No, it's bit. just basically Except you're, I went you're to eating yesterday. almost a vegetarian diet. You're, you're eating more vegetables than you do anything else. Did you see the Netflix documentary, What the Health? Yes. I haven't seen it yet, but apparently it, it it's not too into meat either. Right. We eat too much meat in this There's a lot of culture. carcinogens in the meat. Yeah, I'm, I totally agree. 100%. I eat a lot of beans. I do. Yeah. I like beans. Beans are good. Um, for some people, for the inflammation, it's bad though, right? Beans are bad for inflammation. No, mm. I think t- nightshades are bad for inflammation. Ah, nightshades. That's why Tom doesn't Tom drink doesn't nightshades. Eat nightshades. But he eats tomatoes once in a while. It's my favorite Bob Seger song. This is uh, the president's <laughs> encounter with with the uh, steel worker yesterday. Herman, sorry, yes, sir. Yes. yes. Well, yes. Father Herman is looking down. He's very proud of you right oh, he's now. He's still alive. He's uh, still oh, yes. Well, then he's <laughs> then he's even more proud. Of you. Yeah. Oh, then he's even more proud. If he were dead, he'd only be moderately proud. You know what? That's a that's an honest mistake. I know. That's it. Was just funny though. No, it's just that's that's the stuff he's good at. 
Yeah. Like, like you know, goofs up and then, hey, what did I say? He's a, he's a great banquet speaker. Yeah, he can crush a room for sure. Great banquet speaker. Um, Sally Wiggins is uh, hanging out with us this morning. We appreciate your time, as always. You look wonderful. Sean Collier is here. A Wrinkle in Time. This is the big uh, Anna Duvernay? Ava Duvernay, probably. Anna Gata DeVita. Baby. Who did uh, Selma. And Which she should have been nominated. She wasn't nominated for Best Director. She was not. And no. she should have been. She that absolutely just, should have was, been. That was crying. Uh, uh, the beloved novel, Wrinkle in Time, uh, gets its big screen, big budget, big Disney adaptation this week. There's a lot of people who read the and, and really cherished this book uh, mm-hmm. as youngsters. Although it must be said, if you read A Wrinkle in Time as a kid, that probably meant most of your friends were teachers. Okay, <laughs> you and the librarian got along very well. The overlap between kids who read A Wrinkle in Time and kids who got picked early in gym class does not exist. None at all. At best, at best, A Wrinkle in Time reader could hope to be picked in the middle of the pack for dodgeball, just on the virtue of being so scrawny that they'd be a difficult target. Look at him, he's barely there. There's nothing to hit. Take him. Anyway, a, a, I fi- wait, that makes me feel good because my, yeah. I bought my daughter this book. Yeah. She got about 50 pages in and was like, Dad, I just can't. I'm yeah. trying to get into it. It's just I'd rather go she, back to reading my other books. She is going to have friends and be able to talk to others at an early age. That's unlike, reassuring. Unlike me and other people who read A Wrinkle in Time. <laughs> uh, but And yeah, I, I remember having the book when I was a kid. A certain type of person grew up loving this story has been waiting a long time for a proper adaptation. There's never been a big screen version. And all those adults who have been waiting a long time are going to be in for a sad and disappointing weekend. Uh, it's not a good movie, and I, I hate saying that. There, oh. there are movies that are, are fun to hate. I was just in here talking about Fifty Shades 3. This is a movie that's no fun to criticize, because it was an honest try. It was really well-intentioned. It just did not work out. Uh, now, let me say at that, I think it's going to work for kids, particularly for young girls. The main character, Meg, is a 12-year-old girl. She has to learn to accept herself and love herself. It's a great message, and they do nail that theme. It works. It, for that target demographic, that core of who should be seeing this, it works. But Disney still is struggling with live-action movies that work for people of all ages. They figured that out with animation a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But the live-action movies don't always hit the mark. Name the recent live-action Disney movies you would sit down and watch today. Cinderella. The way that they was did fine. Cinder- oh my! And and it got great reviews, Sean, and I yeah. loved it. I watched my it over and over again. My kids Beauty and the Beast. That Beauty and the Beast, one of five Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Then they make like six a year. Yeah, yeah, th- those are really bad now. If you tell me that you like the Lone Ranger with Johnny Depp, I will assume you're lying, so I don't have no, to think less of you as a person. No, but the so beautiful. And uh, uh, what is it, Arm and Ham, Army Hammer? Army Hammer. Oh, he, God, he is the most handsome the man I've oh. ever seen. Oh, I just, I just, I would go see him in anything he's so handsome. Was, was the horse or army more handsome? The horse. The, okay, but the horse. then he rides the horse on top of the train. I love that wow. scene. I actually went to see that. And he rides bad. a horse on top of a train? Yeah, that's how you, that's how you sell and tickets. he jumps off. The oh. horse was beautiful. Sally Wiggenhammer? Yeah. 
He's married to a really beautiful. You write that I'm, in your he's notebooks. Happily married <laughs> in your news notebook. But I really did. I was scanning the Oscars. Where is he? Where is he? Mrs. Oh, yeah. That's what he happens. He didn't get nominated get this year. Huh? People expected him he to be nominated. Should have been this nominated mm-hmm. instead when he of Christopher out with, Plummer with Gal Gadot. It was almost like there was too much beauty on the stage. Oh, it's like, isn't come on. she what, what's, stunning? What's happening and here? And so smart. Oh, gracious. Wrinkle in Time has a great visuals. It kind of works about halfway. It completely loses at the end. If you have a young daughter. I will take her to see this movie and and just don't worry if you nod off towards the end. Otherwise, sit it out. Before we move on, though, one thing has to be said. Oprah is in this movie. She plays uh, Mrs. Witch. It's an iconic character. At various points in the movie, for no reason, she's 50 feet tall. There's no motivation for this. It's not It's not a thing. It's not from the book? That's no. O- that's Oprah's actual height. That's what I was going to say. Sometimes she's regular height. Sometimes she's Godzilla Oprah. It's jarring <laughs> at first until you realize what she's doing. This was a threat, okay? There was no special effects employed. She can just do that now. In real life, I'm here to tell you that Oprah has unlocked the technology necessary <laughs> to occasionally make herself... Would you, would you doubt it? If no. she came out today and said, I can be 50 feet tall now, no one would question it <laughs> for a moment. She's telling us to get our things together, or else she's going to handle things herself as a 50-foot super mogul. I will heed her warning. I would take her in a fight over Godzilla at her regular height. That's probably true. If she grew to 50... Nobody's touching her. No, not at all. She didn't want to do this film. Initially. I mean, Oprah is a name like Mothra. <laughs> you know, oh, this yes. might be a Shape of Water thing. We might learn all of a sudden. You can picture tiny Japanese schoolgirls singing a creepy song about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And briefly, uh, uh, the Oscar winner for Best Foreign Language Film, A Fantastic Woman, uh, is opening in Pittsburgh today. Oh, it's great. absolutely excellent. Uh, uh, Daniela Vega was you saw her on the Oscars she's a Chilean actress she uh, presented one of the musical performances she's the younger half of like a May-December romance who and, and her lover dies suddenly the family doesn't accept her because she's a trans woman they so they won't let her come to the funeral it's this drama about dignity and identity it's really really good I cheered when it went when it won uh, at the Oscar party and which is a reminder don't invite film critics to your Oscar party <laughs> if you just want to eat snacks and chat, this is serious business to us. But in any case, that place for two weeks at Regent Square, I can't recommend it highly oh, enough. Oh, is it Regent Square? Yeah. I like that theater. Yeah. Yeah. They Manor were- and Regent Square make me feel like I'm going to do something artistic. Mm-hmm. Instead, if I go to a movie theater at a mall, I mean, I could go mm-hmm. see, you know, I saw Black Panther yeah. at Squirrel Hill, and I felt like I was doing something like arty. Sure. <laughs> the, that's the, where you saw, that's, I, I go there too. Manor? Yeah. That's yeah. my favorite. Yeah. I love yeah. Manor. I love hanging out in school. Those are my two childhood theaters. Yeah. Neighborhood <laughs> theaters are the best, and there's only so many left, and, and you got to go. I mean, if you're with the, I go to Penn Hill Cinema sometimes, too, which is kind of tucked into a shopping plaza there. Small theaters are so much fun. And Bridgeville's doing some pretty cool stuff at their theater. Bridgeville uh, is, is one of those big multiplexes from the early 2000s phoenix phoenix yeah um which is it's it's a fine multiplex but every sunday they kind of have an out of nowhere old flick uh in the afternoon and evening this sunday's the quiet man which i've never seen as a pre saint patrick's day treat is that the duke john wayne yeah so it's a it's is maureen o'hara maureen john wayne and maureen i consider that to be a pittsburgh movie yeah. Because he's from he's from Pittsburgh, and then he goes back to Ireland. In Ireland, the Quiet Man is like Wizard of Oz. Someone mentions Quiet Man to you every other day. 
in Ireland. <laughs> it's a beloved thing. But Bridgeville does those every Sunday, and they have a good bar there. So you can go, you can get a cocktail and see The Quiet Man. I like That's it. my hidden little gem of a theater. No, nobody goes there. I mean, it <laughs> is... What, what an that. endorsement. Let's change that. No, yeah. I, I, I'm saying, I'm saying I have, I've gone there a couple of different times to see movies that were pretty big movies yeah. at the time and been able to get a seat in there where yeah. everywhere else was sold out. Mm-hmm. And they have $5 Tuesdays. That's my spot. Mm-hmm. Keep that on. Well, you just blew it up. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to do that. You blew up your spot. That's like the Yoga Berry. Uh, yogi. <laughs> yoga Berry? Yoga Berry. Yogi, yogi Berry. Bear, quote. Nobody goes there. It's too crowded. Sally, why do you look nonplussed? I, I like everything that you're saying. Um... <laughs> And Sean's here, and you know me in movies. Oh my yeah. gosh! And so I, I, uh, I, so I just. I think the first thing you ever said to me was telling me how uh, the bad guy kills people in No Country for Old Men. I met you, and thirty seconds later, you were talking to me about the. Were you thirteen? No, I didn't meet Sally until I was older. I was probably about oh, okay. seventeen, eighteen. All right. And 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 she, I, I ruined the movie for you by telling that you. Doesn't that doesn't sound you like didn't... you at all, Sally. Yes, that's 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 what happened. And in graphic details, he's got a thing. It's an air canister. I had met you 45 <laughs> seconds earlier. <laughs> that is one of my top 10 movies. It's very good. That's it's one of so my top good. 10. And, and Javier Bardem. Don't mm-hmm. say it like that. You're not. You're not I know. I know. Uh, um, Javier Bardem mm-hmm. is one of my favorite actors. Javi Bar. And that's why I was so disappointed <laughs> that he did that Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I mean, look, sometimes you want two more he, houses. He, he's, he's fat right now. I saw I saw him on a commercial the other day. He's fat, and it made me feel good. Why did he get fat? <laughs> Paella. Is it for a film? I don't know. Not now. Because he can. He's yeah. married. He's married yeah. to, to the, like, uh, the world's most beautiful woman. Penelope Cruz. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he's like, yeah, whatever. I'm the first time though. I saw that movie, I hated the ending. No Country for Old Men. Like, I didn't get it. It, it kind of crept that. up on me. Are you tell- I was walking in my dream. It just, it just sort of ended abruptly. It was I almost like the, Sopran- it, it, the Sopranos really, where it's, it's don't it's stop believing. It's very metaphorical, number one. Number two, it's, it's, it's about evil. And, it is and, about and, men and, are evil. <laughs> I'm going to punch you. Now, why would you punch me, Sally? <laughs> <laughs> All right, more with Sally Wiggins coming up. Also, uh, we have uh, one of the funniest comics that has ever set foot in the studio. Gary, Gary Owen. Owen. I was telling Bill earlier about how Judd Apatow has been raving about Apatow? how... I say Apatow? I say tow. It's T-O-W. What happens to your car when you get it towed? Get, get right? it towed. Is it Apatow? It... I thought it was Apatow. I thought it was Apatow. Everyone says Apatow. I thought it was Joe Apatow. DVE Sports. Hey, a quick sports update for you. Pursuit is off today, and uh, he's covering Robert Morris hockey for the weekend. He's in, where is he, in Boston? Him and Benzie. Uh, Sally, Sally, what's that? Tournament. He doesn't. He doesn't know if he's going to be back for Monday because uh, Robert Morris could win the whole damn thing. One thing's for sure: Kevin Stallings is not going to be back for Monday. Pitt fired him as uh, their coach yesterday. They were trying to come up with uh, cause so they didn't have to pay him. We were trying to help them earlier to come up with cause. Cause he was bad. Cause he was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Is that a cause? I don't know. No, it has to be conduct unbecoming or something. Some breach of contract. Do you think he finally took off that suit and his jowls just like hit his knees? He's like, yes. ah, finally I can take off this suit. <laughs> Do you think they asked for all of his apparel back? Probably not. I don't know that he'll be donning the pit stuff anytime soon. Much like at Vanderbilt, he is now out. And the search is on for a new head coach. 
at Pitt, and hopefully they can restore it to glory because it's really sad what's happening to that uh, fran- franchise, to that uh, program, program organization, I was going to say, but it's not an organization. It's a I program. mean, it seems like, you know, it wasn't too long ago that they were number one for the better part of the college season. Not so much anymore. West Virginia beats Baylor 78-65 in the Big 12 tourney. Uh, so uh, Huggy's got his boys going. I love when Huggy said, yeah, you'll never see us getting wrapped up in any of that recruiting stuff. Huggy's too, I don't want to say lazy. <laughs> That's the wrong word. He doesn't have time for that stuff. He's no. like, yeah, come play for me or don't. We're having a good time in Morgantown. Join us or don't. Uh, also, Le'Veon Bell says he's now he's going to play all the games next year. He's just not going to camp. He said he's not going to do anything extra, which I don't see camp as being extra. No. But he does. It's not like he's not going to be in shape. We we went through this whole thing last year. The guy's an elite athlete who has programs that he does in the offseason that are as demanding or more than the physical stuff that they do at camp. It's just that that team building, that group mind. All of that. Yeah. He said, I'm going to be in the facility week one. It's going to be a rerun of last year. I'm not going to training camp. I'm not doing nothing else extra, OTAs, none of that. I'm going to strictly go to what I have to go to. I want to win every game. I want to have the best statistical career that I can possibly that I possibly can. So I want to play in every game that I possibly can. All right. Uh, also, Penguins have recalled uh, forward Josh Juris, who they acquired at the trade deadline. And in other not-so-much sports news, Amanda Kessel said in an interview that she can beat Phil Kessel in a hot dog eating contest. We need to make this happen. That would be great. This has to happen. I think Kevin Stallings could probably be both of them. It's just a hunch that I have. Fill the thrill. I think the, I think it's overplayed, the hot dog thing. I don't think he sits down and crushes hot dogs. Well, I mean, this story has kind of followed him since that guy in Toronto said that he basically eats a hot dog every single day by of the, his life. By the way, Penn's <laughs> headed back to Toronto where Phil can go. He should go to his favorite hot dog stand and they should take a picture of him eating a hot dog with two Stanley Cup rings. Yep. Just like, oh, it's a great hot dog. Did you guys know I'm a two-time Stanley Cup champion? He should put the two rings on a hot dog. (laughs) I don't think he should do that. That's kind of weird looking. Yeah, I don't want to see that. But that would be tremendous. The Kessels, because you know they're both champions now. She's a gold medal winner from these past Olympic Games for the U.S. women's hockey team. And, uh, she, yeah, she was at, uh, hanging out with our buddy Big Cat there at Barstool yesterday. Uh, I mean, do you think that Original would be in on this? I mean, how could we not get them to do this at the O? Oh, wow. Not, well, I mean, look, the Dirty O might not be the place for the hot dog contest. Okay, well, where then? Brighton Hot Dogs? Brighton Hot Dogs is a great place. Nothing against the Dirty O. It's just maybe not there. Could we drop the Dirty <laughs> from it? <laughs> like it the- yeah. I didn't name it that. It's just named No, that. that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll go to Brighton or something like that. Or somewhere where Smith's hot dogs are served. I'm a Smith's hot dogs guy. Case, sure. natural casing. Natural casing. Northeast PA product. I mean, we could throw Sean Casey in the mix. Why do we have to? We're just involving him in everything now. Well, I just think, I mean, he can throw down some dogs. He can. He's going to be a part of our big St. Patrick's Day celebration, and you could be too. Ladies and gentlemen. It's the biggest damn St. Patty's Day ever. Get your shamrocks off with DVE. What we're asking you to do is submit your own limerick. Sally, do you know what a limerick is? 
It's like a, a, a poem. It's a saying. It's a poem. There once was a man from Nantucket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A limerick. It's not always yeah. it's dirty. It's not always dirty. No, it doesn't have to be dirty. Now, a limerick is, a not, is, is, is it, would it be a, um, a Gaelic? The, I mean, the language is, isn't the language Gaelic? No, it's in English. Like oh, a said, limerick is, but, but I mean, but it, does it have, is the, the derivation of it? I'm, Irish or Gaelic. Or, be, or, being that there's a town in Ireland called Limerick, I'm going to assume. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was just looking yeah. for a, yeah, I know what a Limerick is. <laughs> Submit your own Limerick for your shot at winning a huge St. Paddy's Day prize pack. Can I have the root pack, of origin, please? Which includes, <laughs> now check it out what you win. Kegs and eggs at the Harp and Fiddle to start your day. We're going to give you two nights of hotel accommodation downtown. You wake up Saturday morning. You do however hard you want to hit it on Friday. That's up to you. Saturday morning you get up. You do kegs and eggs at, at uh, Mulaney's Harp and Fiddle. Then you meet us at the parade route. You jump on board the DVE Schultz Ford parade truck with... Sean Casey, Bill Crawford, myself, and uh, then you have uh, uh, an afternoon after the parade at the Hard Rock, and you can hang out and watch the band Corn Beef and Curry play. You'll have VIP accommodations there. Plus, we've got you unlimited Uber for the weekend. So you'll go over to the Rex Theater after that, where you will be the guest MC for the bastard bearded Irishman. Boom. You'll bring them on to their raucous crowd on the South Side for their album release party. They're and a raucous crowd. You'll have Permani Brothers set up for you for your late night grub. Head to dve.com slash contest. It's seriously, what more could you want for your St. Paddy's Day partying? Uh, register there, get your limericks submitted, and you got to be 21 because this is going to be an adult day, no doubt about it. Deadline's noon on the 14th, so get in on that now. Comedian Gary Owen coming up after the 8 o'clock hour, and Sally Wigan has news for you. Coming up, filling in for Val this morning. What are you going to be talking about, Sally? Um, um, we're going to talk about uh, babies looking like their dads. Mm. Uh, mm. We're going to talk about um, um, unplugging. Okay. Okay, is that enough? And I yeah, screwed yeah. up. I screwed up. I screwed up. I forgot. I, I forgot to, uh, where is it? Right. It's right here. I forgot we had a sponsor at 7. I thought it was 6 a.m. Yeah, you probably shouldn't read I, it now. No. Can you read I the sponsor in the form can of I, a limerick? Can I do it at 8? Can I do it at the 8? Sure. You can do that carpet then. from zero, uh, right? All right, here we go. I'm so sorry. Uh, no, it's going to be fine, Sally. It'll be all right. DVE. <laughs> it's the DVE Morning Show. Sally Wigan is uh, hanging out with us right now. How are you, Sally? Well... I'm doing well. That's great. I'll tell you what. When I watch the why are you why are you smiling, Bill? I just I smile when I look at you. Is that okay, or is that creepy? It's, listen, it felt listen, creepy my, when I just at said my it out age, loud. Nothing like that is creepy. The uh, I wanted to ask you about the Mister Rogers. Uh, um, I, I keep saying it's a documentary, but it really wasn't a documentary. It was kind remembrances. Of, yeah, remembrances. Uh, it was a great special that they had mm -hmm. on QED. PBS uh, nationally, as a matter of fact, with many renowned celebrities, comedians, yeah. actresses, musicians reflecting on what it meant to them. But you knew the guy, and I always find that fascinating, is that there are very few people who have Fred Rogers stories. And in this day and age when everything's terrible, boy, do we cling to stuff like remembrances of a guy who seems now like an unreal figure in Fred Rogers. But he, you've told me this before, he was actually like that. Not that you're the only person to have said this, yeah. but I am a cynic, so I always think like, well, every once in a while he, you know, must have been at Ritter's and his, you know, fried green tomatoes came out cold or something. And he's like, really? You guys can't do better than this? Like he never, ever had a moment. 
I think what we did when I met him, I was terrified to meet him the first time. We did a we did a special with him. Uh, the Children's Museum was uh, was opening up their um, exhibit uh, for Fred Rogers, and we did a special on it. Uh, the station did, and I hosted it, and it was so awesome because we played puppets together uh, uh, <laughs> with all the puppets in what is it? Is it King King Friday? King Friday, right? Mm-hmm. And then he he sang a song to me. And this was on the air, but standing next, I was standing next to the piano. I almost melted. And then I think there was a, a, a party afterward, later that night or a couple of weeks later, it was for the opening or something. And he and I stood and talked in a corner for a long time. And I think he solved all my problems in my entire life in that, <laughs> in that five minutes. But um, um, it was, I felt really blessed to know him and, and, and really only not, not well. Uh, I, I do know his wife now, his widow. Well, um, and it's her birthday today. Happy birthday. Yet it, is her, it is her, unless I got the wrong date in my, my, my calendar. We're just going to say it is. <laughs> Let's just go <laughs> ahead and say it is. But, uh, yeah. And, and, um, yo-yo, it was, uh, you know, they have the Fred Rogers center at mm-hmm. St. Vincent's and there was this big event there and Yo-Yo Ma was there. And so, and, and, and I, I went over to the table and Joanne introduced me to Yo-Yo Ma. And I, it's another moment like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, uh, uh, check this off my list. What, he was so close he, to Fred. So close to Fred. Did he suffer uh, from some sort of like neuropathy or something? Did he have, does he have trouble playing now? Or am I thinking of somebody else? I don't know. Okay. That I'm, I'm not sure. I might be thinking of somebody else. Well, he's featured in that special oh, yeah, yeah. prominently. And he talks about how important it was for him to introduce music. And we learn about how important music is in everybody's life. I mean, the stuff that like, I, I always say that like, I, I, I make fun of some bands or whatever like anybody else, but I never begrudge anybody just loving music because it really does so much well, to your brain. But a, to a developing brain, oh boy, I mean, you can, you know, Oliver Sacks has written volumes on on what that can mean for you. Well, people people may not know, but Joanne, his his uh, uh, his wife, is a concert pianist. She was is just amazing. I've seen one mm-hmm. of her concerts. It was a uh, with a friend of hers, uh, dual pianos, and yeah, uh, she's fabulous. She Mrs. Fabulous. Rogers played in like a Howl at the Moon. Dual piano. That's thing? awesome. <laughs> she had a tip jar up there. I, I, no, no, it was. It was their piano man. I think it was a concert. I think it. I, Strangers. I think I, I'm not. I, I am not going down that that road. I, I I saw the concert. It was it was at uh, Rodef Shalom, I think. And, Where? And the Temple Rodef Shalom. Okay. I think they played. The two of them played there. That's in Squirrel Hill. And I was there. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's technically. Oh, it's on oh. Fifth Avenue near Central. It was oh, a, it was oh a okay. Duo. Sorry, I'm thinking no, about. No, no. It was a duo recital. It wasn't not a not dual. What what what? Yes, it was a dual duo yeah. recital. Yes, yeah. that's better. Thank you, <laughs> Sean. Like a, I'm sounding like an idiot. Like ragtime versions of no of uh, no. Uh, don't stop believing. What did believing. I say? A you dueling piano. <laughs> I didn't mean dueling. I meant if Mrs. is playing sing sing. I meant dual. D U A L, not D U E L. Hey, slams a beer. If you want your fight song. I now officially come up and put two dollars in the jar. I don't just feel like an idiot now. I officially am one. You're not an no. idiot. <laughs> ah, 
I'm so glad Sean's here to correct me. You know, every every time I go to the Children's Museum, I'm overwhelmed by the amount of Mr. Rogers stuff there is in yeah. there. There's there's yeah. uh, photographs on the wall. There's this one awesome photograph of him walking away, and he's carrying this leather tote bag, and there's like one of his puppets is is peeking out the back. And it's it's a black and white photo, but there's just stuff of his all through there. There's that trolley car. It's I mean that guy is just how about magic? That stretch of the North Shore and the North Side, yeah, where you basically have Mister Rogers, the sports complexes that you know are such a big part of the identity of Pittsburgh, and then Warhol. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's quite a broad brush that is uh, being stroked. And that's why Amazon should come here. <laughs> no, screw Amazon. We don't want Amazon. Why? Eh, big pain in the ass. He's I, now I, the richest person in the world. Oh, good. Let's let's get Daddy Warbucks here to fix everything. I enjoy being able Even to though he afford won't let you unionize. Yeah, I can afford to live in Pittsburgh right now. If they come here, I'll be in Wilmerding. <laughs> a month later. No offense to the Wilmer no, I was going to say. Everybody in Wilmerding right now is listening the on the radio not, I, with I, the I, toot I, and scoot going, <laughs> what, dude? It's just a commute. It's a commute thing. I'm sure Wilmerding is lovely in the fall. No. <laughs> Wait do we tell you about the new Joker origin movie. I, I uh, love what they're doing with this. You don't, Sean? No, I haven't heard about it. Oh, boy. Do you know? Do you know how they're going to portray him? How the Joker became the Joker? Not Jared Leto? Wait until you hear this because I think this is... It's brilliant, uh, and uh, and hmm. probably uh, it will resonate with a lot of people, uh, especially with uh, well today being what today is. Mm-hmm. I don't mean today today. I mean the larger. I mean the greater good today type of you know yes. the royal we sort of thing. Did the Joker schedule a meeting a with Kim Jong Un, and then Kim Jong Un threw him in a vat of acid? Pretty much. All right. Gary Owens, one of the funniest mm-hmm. people on the planet. He'll be live in studio with us coming up after eight. Dean Cropper. Oh, Cropper. Thanks. All right, and and the news is brought to you by Giant Eagle Curbside Express. Have you done that yet? I'm going to. Everybody is highly recommending it. Because you just pull up and your groceries are there. Yes, I think I... But sometimes I like to walk through the grocery store. I do, too. I like to... Is it grocery or grocery? I mean, I guess it depends. I I, I guess grocery, but like most things, like Coriopolis, we make it E and it's Coriopolis. And eventually over time, you just sort of morph into it. Right? I, I morph into so many different things. I just call it the store. <laughs> Will you morph to the news? It's, it's news yes. time. Okay. <laughs> okay. Congress is taking a close look at influenza as an especially rough flu season winds mm-hmm. down. In a House hearing, lawmakers noted that this season's flu vaccine was only about 36% effective. Boy, do I know that. Did you read uh, the study that said it's because of the first flu you get? When you're a kid, your body uses that as an imprint for fighting every other flu. Are you kidding me? So no. if the first flu you got was kind of weak, then you have a, a a weak blueprint? Well, I don't know that it's a matter of it being weak so much as it it's ready to play the the Ravens and you're getting attacked by the Browns. Well, some flus more Ooh, than other yeah. you get attacked by the Browns, but I always get attacked by the Browns. So it renders the shot sometimes ineffective because your body doesn't know what to... It's not f- properly fighting the flu that's coming at you. Add that to the fact that they screwed up this year's shot. They really did. 
And that's this is why Oregon Republican Greg Walden called the flu season severe and deadly. More than 100 children have died from flu-related illnesses. And wow. actually, I did not know this, but a lot of people with seniors, or not even seniors necessarily, you don't die from the flu. You often die from, well, you do. You can die from the flu. But what happens is one of the, one of the things that's happened, you get pneumonia, pneumonia and you die from the pneumonia. But you know what else happens? You can have a heart attack. Oh, your system. Really? Beca- mm-hmm. I I was shocked because you're taxed. Because so, you're so yeah. taxed, then your your heart gives out. You go into it, cardiac arrest, or you have a cardiac arrest is not the same thing as a myocardial infarction (MI), which is a heart attack. Mm-hmm. A heart attack can cause cardiac arrest. Sally, one point during the flu, and uh, we're not over yet. We have got a couple more weeks here um, before we're out of the flu season. But at one point, the CDC reported four thousand people a week were dying. What? It's a lot of old people. This is st- you can Google that. I thought I was going to die. Four th- I did. Yeah, but 4,000 people. How come we weren't talking about that more? Doesn't that seem like... Uh, I know. There were, I know there was a dozen or so here in Allegheny County and Westmoreland County. But I, I, I think we were doing a lot of stories at one time. I, it, it's amazing how... One I, person I, got Ebola. It was on the news 24-7 for well, two weeks. True. You know what? You're you're absolutely right about that. And what because that dude is, was the most active person <laughs> of all time. And he, I, I think he went uh, bowling. He was in a Valtrex commercial. He went to bowling. Yeah. yeah, he went bowling. He was on the subway. He was everywhere where there was just tons of people that you and could it, spread it. Well, you know what? That's what's happening with flu. I think employers should say, please do not come to work. Oh. Please, if you have the flu. I a would lot never... of people don't go get tested, though. They don't go, to, you know, get examined by their primary care physician or go to an urgent care to, to find out if they have the flu. Well, the, the primary care physicians were so overwhelmed. I was told to go to a, a, um, like an urgent care because yeah. they, they said go there and they listened and what have you. And they figured that I, I had, you know, if you have a fever for a week, you have the flu. How many days were you down with the flu? Well, it turned into bronchitis on the sixth day. Uh, I had a temperature for seven days. I uh, was, I mean, I got nervous. That's yeah. why I, I drove myself. I thought I was going to die. Yeah, to the point. urgent yeah, care because I thought, oh my god, I'm going to have another heart attack because I've already had one. I don't need another. All the kids in my family have had it. Wow. And it's scary because you know, just that news story that you're just doing right now. It's, every, it's got everybody freaked out. I know, but it's almost over. You know, and just uh, um, wash your hands and cough in your arm. Cough don't touch in your, your face. Arm. Don't don't cough in your hand. All right. Talking about babies, babies who look more like their dads are likely to be healthier by the time they turn one year old. That's according to a new study that looked at children living with single mothers. It found talk about being skewed. Excuse me. That was uh, excuse me. That was my opinion. I should have left that out. It found the study found that if the kid that wasn't looks, in the story. No, that wasn't in the. It found that if the kid looks An more 80s like eighties comic their, didn't write this. Talk about being skewed. <laughs> I mean, what is the deal? Stop! I want to finish the okay, story, go please. Ahead. It found that if a kid looks more like their father, the father's more likely to spend more time with a child, an average of two and a half days more per month. The suggestion is that the similar looks on some level clue the father into the fact because otherwise he'd be clueless. Yeah. <laughs> ha, ha. I'm sorry. Was that in the story? No. <laughs> no, Seinfeld that the child wrote is that, indeed so, yeah. their genetic offspring. Okay, I have something. You to know, s- everyone in my family, all that six is hilarious. kids, none of us resemble a parent, but we all look alike. We all took like the same shared traits from our parents, but so, none of us like. So the progeny has been genetically stamped. 
Um, well, yeah, I guess all progeny are. But but somebody told me this. The reason that all children initially, babies, look like their father. And someone said to me, I don't know where I read it or heard it, that it's, it, it's a biological imperative because going way back to the beginning of Homo sapiens, if the baby looked like the father, the father wouldn't kill it and would keep it. Ah, oh, that makes mm. sense. I don't know if it's We're true. We're so, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, men, men are so savage and so selfish. If that kid doesn't look like me, I'm going to club it. <laughs> well, it's because their brains, if you I look know. at a man's brain, they're more reptilian than, than women. We got brains. the lizard brain still. I thought it was going to be because American men have fat baby faces. I thought that's... Think about how we are... Just eat enough cheese fries and you start looking like a baby again. There's that, too. Yeah. Think about how we're anatomically designed, Bill. I mean, a man is, like, anatomically designed to, if, uh, let's say he was Stick plant, and move. planting a garden... Yes. Uh, the shovel... Yes. ...takes out anybody else's attempt to lay some crops at the same yes. time. Mm-hmm. What? I've read that. That's true. Yes. Totally true. Which well, is it, like it would have to be because it makes no sense otherwise. <laughs> it is it's a very I weird had to be shape. Vague there because yes, you, know, you can't get too graphic. Yeah, FCC uh, uh, dictates that I can't be more descriptive than that. But let's move on to unplugging. Well, look, I mean, that's kind of what I, I was yeah, talking we about. Right in it. Yeah, exactly. that's kind of what we were just <laughs> Not talking a about. Yeah. at all. Why do you think I said that? <laughs> Oh, look at her. Oh, all of a sudden, the innocence back in. veil drops. Oh, clever. My kid, neither of my daughters look anything like me and didn't right away. They, they actually don't. Um, and I love them anyways. You're even very though handsome, I got, but Even though I got is, genetically dominated. You're handsome, but your wife Thank is you. stunning. My wife is way more handsome. I agree. <laughs> you, <laughs> I said stunning. You outkicked your coverage. Thank you. No, I realize that. But you know, but you're funny. Still, so that you makes still gotta. Sense. Yeah, that's how I make up for it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's a good. He, you're a very good looking dude. Oh, this is okay. Wait, wait, wait. I want to do one. Last. I, I want to do one. What? Careless whisper. Little wham. What? Huh? <laughs> I want to do one more story. Friday is finally here, and if you're looking for a way to unwind, keep in mind. That today is the National Day of Unplugging. It's a day designed to encourage people to unplug from the stress that today's technology can often bring. Ah, well, that's nice to hear. Today's the day of unplugging. There you go. Uh, So keep that uh, in mind. Don't log on to Facebook today, Sally. I haven't been on for three months. Stay logged off. Oh, good. Stay logged off. I've got to get back on. Uh, This weekend at the Improv, one of the funniest guys who has ever uh, uh, been uh, through... The studio, Gary Owen. He joins us right now on the DV Morning Show. You get a round of applause. Yeah, yeah. So Gary Owen is here. Yeah. Dude, What's up? How are you, ma'am? We added a third show Saturday. Come on. Everything's so Wow. Long. Dude. Everything's gone. That's man. awesome. How come you don't yeah, do theaters awesome. at this point? I do. I do. It just depends on the market. It depends on the market. I, I haven't been here in a couple years. Yeah. So they, we didn't know how it was going to sell, but clearly I am. No, you're a big deal. <laughs> well, we... <laughs> Looks <laughs> like the Benedums on its way. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, man. But by the way, nice uh, Mr. Rogers shirt. I like that. Thanks. Well, it, it's oh, a yeah. Mr. Rogers throwbacks. throwbacks. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like it. Thank you. Uh, so I was telling these guys earlier. I was listening to this uh, podcast, David Feldman's podcast, and Judd Apatow's on it, and he's t- they're talking about what they love about comedy, and he just went into this whole like 
uh, thing about how you can walk into a comedy club and see somebody you've never seen before, and they're this brilliant comic. And he went on to say how he was watching, he goes, this comic named Gary Owen, and I was blown away, and I am so fascinated by this guy. And, dude, he was, like, just could not have been more <laughs> effusive in his praise. I remember that. It was, it was in Nashville, and he was getting ready to do Bonnaroo, and he came in to work, work on his set for his Bonnaroo. Zanes. Yeah, so they they it was funny because I they call me and they're like, hey, uh, Jed Apatow's in town and he wants to go up before you tonight. If that if that's cool, what was I gonna do? No, <laughs> no, no, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> no, I'm not Jed. And it was just honestly, it was almost like it was almost like the audience was looking out for me. They were so on fire. Yeah, I was like, did you guys pay? Like, did somebody pay you to laugh extra loud? <laughs> like to, from the moment I hit the stage, it was like. <sighs> And Judd did good. He did good. And then uh, there they, is somebody he said he was with somebody else who was famous who I can't remember. Joe Rogan. Okay, and he said that it was that you guys they were just jaw agape watching you kill this crowd. Yeah, and it, it, the biggest thing I got out of that was when he said the material was good. It's one thing that you can rip, but you can rip easy. Like who right. likes getting BJ's and stuff? Right. Like that? Yeah. Every guy does. You right. know what I mean? Right. When but he said when my my material was good. I was like, that meant the most to me when he said that. Yeah. Because I was, I really started listening. Like, is he pandering? Is it right. simple comedy? He goes, nah, but the, the the material was great. Yeah. Well, he's like, like the godfather of modern comedy now. So I would think for you, at some point, you're like, this is so awesome. Now what, dude? Well, I I I just told uh I told my guy. I said, look, man, I that show crashing. I really like because it's it yeah, like, it's awesome. It's like it for as a stand up, it's pretty accurate. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just told him. I said, dude. Go, go to Judd and ask, and even though I'm saying on the air, I said, it'd be so funny if Pete gets a chance to open for me, but he doesn't know I have a black audience. Oh, that is a great oh, He just showed up, that's and a he great sees, episode. like, Gary Owen, oh, yeah, right. open it. And then he shows up, and just all these brothers <laughs> yeah. in the audience, and he starts honing his act. I was like, I'm actually like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are, the, are you an idiot? Yeah. <laughs> that would be a great storyline. That would be a great episode, or even like an arc. Like, yeah, yeah he kind of did, did that in the the episode about NACA, where he goes down NACA, and, yeah, and that, comes up with that gas it up, like, yeah. The Arnold Schwarzenegger, the, yeah. the easiest bit on the right. planet. Right, you know but I mean? like there was something to that in Bill. But it would be was, better if he tried to do that for his audience and it failed horribly. Oh, just, yeah. just like they turned on. Off. Yeah. And I can like school him on what and what not to say from the black. I just think it'd be funny because he'd show up like had no idea. He goes, I thought Gary Owen was a white guy. He's like, <laughs> he is, dude, but it is what it is, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, we've talked to you about this before. It is remarkable how you are able to sort of transcend uh, race in terms of the people that, like, are attracted to your comedy. Well, I always say, like, uh, we're just, we get so afraid of talking about, like, black and white differences. And we always like to say, like, it's not black and white, it's culture. I go, no, no, it's black and white. <laughs> it's okay to say it. It doesn't mean anything's better or worse. Right. It's just you do stuff different. Yeah. That's all it is. Doesn't make it mm-hmm. wrong or right, better or worse. It's just people do stuff different. Well, it's because people like falsely equate um recognizing differences as prejudice right. a lot of times. And it's yeah. just like, well, no, you you know, Italians are brought up one way and uh, exactly. you know, the you know, French are brought up another and you're recognizing the differences in those cultures yeah. uh, to not di- recognize differences of race to oppress them as a result of that is a different story. That's a whole different story. But to just point it out, right. Like I went to uh I went to my uh, it sounds awful, but a, a buddy of mine passed away. I went to his funeral. And oh my God, 
I've been to black churches long, but this black funeral was on another level. <laughs> like I, I had to speak for him, and I to the point where you ever go to a funeral and it's so long, you go to your wife like, don't let that happen to my funeral. <laughs> like I'm literally, I got her instructions that I'm not gonna be at my funeral. I'm not gonna yeah. be there uh, physically. I guess I'll right. be there, but I'm not gonna be there. But I'm literally already telling her, don't let that happen to my funeral. I'm serious. <laughs> like if she does, what am I gonna do? I'm dead. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm looking at her like I'm serious. This guy. It, I just told her when I die, because my wife is convinced she's going to live longer than me, I said, just have my boys go and tell stories and then call it a day. Just tell, I don't yeah. want people, when people start moving their butt cheeks in the chair, it's going too long <laughs> in the pews. That's when you know when people start moving. So this, my buddy, passes away. They asked me to speak. So I speak at a funeral. And the funeral's going great, as weird as that sounds. Yeah. Like people are telling good stories about Devin. And then his uncle went up, who was a preacher. Oh, and it was a rap. It was nothing to do with Devin. It was people trying to get saved, like, who ain't right with Jesus? And like, people, like three people raise their hand and go, that ain't enough. That ain't enough. I'm like, dude, you just raise your hand. And someone's like, I already got saved. We'll get saved again. I, 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 all my kid's life, I'm not lying about this. The dude went so long, a guy from the side had to get in his ear, like, Yo, we only got the cemetery till five o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get Devin in the ground. It was like four fifteen. Like we had to get Devin in the ground, or he was, his calves were just gonna sit there all night. Paying the grave diggers overtime, <laughs> man. We gotta, we gotta hurry this up. Yo, we only got the cemetery till five. Oh, but you know how it is when you're in front of a hot crowd. Yeah, and that's what he did. He saw two thousand people, yep. like in in his church. Like, yo, this is my audience, right? I, he went so long, I forgot who died at one point. Like, I literally looked like, who died? Oh, David, 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 David. Okay. Got it. I lost it for a second. Like, and I couldn't go anywhere. I was on stage. Like, if I was in the audience, I could have eased my way out. I'm stuck. At first, you were probably, mm. Oh, God. Mm. Just kind of go along with it all. Yeah. Mm. I literally was just, like, rubbing my hands, like, and I couldn't get on my phone. That's disrespectful. Oh. You're stuck. That's you know what I mean? Everybody's just looking at you like it looked like it looked like a Steelers Browns game in the fourth quarter when people were just lying on a Heinz field mm -hmm. to beat traffic. By the time he got done, the two thousand was down to about eight hundred. Like twelve hundred people had rolled. Was, when that dude said, "We got the cemetery till five o'clock," we got to go. Like Devin's got to get put in the ground today. You uh, you performed for the Steelers a bunch in the past. I have. Uh, and you're friends with a bunch of those guys now. But back in the day, I know you you were friends with them. But it, it strikes me like the new era Steelers versus like the first generation of the Roethlisberger era, right? The Palomalu, yeah, Bettis, uh, and those guys. That there's a different breed of character, sort of of this new generation Steelers. You think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember guys would just didn't they want to leave here? Yeah, I don't. They didn't. They didn't care about the money. And now there's anything wrong with it. Because when you know football, you know what those guys put their bodies yeah. through. It was talking about Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, I, none of the guys, I, I guarantee, are upset at, upset at him. They're Did like, you see what he money. said, though? He said part of the reason he was bummed out was because his teammates didn't embrace his rap career and they weren't retweeting his videos. They shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> They're not good. Look, no. they shouldn't. They're really bad. Yeah. Those are good friends. <laughs> They're doing you a favor. Hey, listen, Somebody's got to tell you. I have a great manager, and the reason I say I have a great manager is she's honest with me. So if I send an audition that's bad, she'll literally call me and be like, you're probably not going to get this. <laughs> what were you looking at? Like, she'll break down my audition and be like, what? Your eyeline was off. You was anticipating what he was going to say. You were not in the scene. And I'm like this. But when she calls me and be like, 
that was a great audition. I know it was a great one. Right. Because she's honest with me. Sure. So you can't be mad at your teammates? No. Right? No, but if I was on the outside, I would be like, if I was a guy who was like maybe on the bubble of the roster, I'd be retweeting all of it. I would yeah. be like, lying. I would be his biggest fan. Right. I guarantee <laughs> If Amos Zeroway was still on the team, <laughs> that guy would have a Bell album right now in, in his SUV. Just putting posts up every day about it. Come on, Landry Jones. <laughs> Keep retweeting Lady yeah, on. You. <laughs> you want to stay on the squad or what? Because you're on thin ice right now, brother. <laughs> More with Gary Owen coming up. There's only tickets for one of the shows, and he, that's because he just added it. The rest sold out. If you've never seen Gary, do yourself a favor and uh, get out to the improv this weekend. 412-462-5233. Improv.com to get tickets. One more uh, break here with Gary Owen. When we come back, Justin Schultz from the Penguins joining us 845. Improv.com. Get your tickets. Prince. It's... The DVE Morning Show, and Gary Owens hanging out with us right now. He's at the Improv this weekend. 412-462-5233, improv.com. It's 412-462-LAFF. And that is uh, only for one show, because you sold out the rest. Yeah, I'm just still tripping off that Mitsubishi commercial. That was the most <laughs> passion I've ever heard anybody be that excited to get a Mitsubishi. You ever drive one? Yo, <laughs> I haven't. But that commercial, <laughs> like the way he... He got me fired up yeah. for a Mitsubishi. Yeah. Well, go out that's and grab crazy. a Gallant right now. Yeah. Well, they might they might bring you one this weekend Yo! just upon hearing that. Just to Mitsubishi. Test it. I was like, whoa. I was really excited. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a Bentley? No. <laughs> Is that a Rolls? Is that a Phantom? No. Mitsubishi Gallant. Yeah, dang. It's hard to say Mitsubishi without affecting like a Japanese accent. Right. It, it kind of comes out. Yeah. Mitsubishi. Yeah. Like <laughs> Sally, who's filling in for news today, venerable, uh, legendary. Venerable. That means good long time career. That's okay. not a dig. Go ahead. Go ahead. She, you know, she doesn't need this crap, basically, is what I'm saying. But when she pronounces uh, a, a Latina name, Latina. Do you do that? Are you that person? You go to a restaurant and be like, let me because, get some because, guacamole. Because, because you know what? They pronounce our, they try to pronounce our names. They? No. That's racist. No, you do that? No, no. When You're I mean they. Girl. No, no. I she am. She said I am, Javier Bardem I mean, 60 minutes ago. Yeah. I know. I can't believe I did oh, that. Oh, gosh. Now, that My wife does stupid that. Because we don't say Mexico. But why don't we say Mexico? Why don't we? Because it's stupid. There's an X in <laughs> Mexico. <laughs> it's stupid. But see, I speak a little Japanese. <laughs> so you, you did a nice job with it. Thank you. Oh my God! It's Mexico. <laughs> I know, I know, and I've it's never not, pronounced it that yeah, way on cool. the air. I never pronounced it that. Your way wife on does the that. Air. Oh my God! I don't like going to Mexican restaurants with her. It's too much. Oh, does she do? Does oh, she do it? Oh, she'll. I'm like maybe it's a female She goes thing. from black, white, and Mexican. I'm like, pick one, pick one, babe. Like the ghetto will come out, and then she want to be proper, the PTA mom, and then guacamole. That's what, that's what kills you, the guacamole. Oh, thank you know, goodness. Yeah, let me get it. We'll you want an appetizer? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get a side of guacamole. What, are, what is that? Don't you I'm feel like bang them? What is this? <laughs> it's like a sexy Mexican. You'll get some guacamole and some salsa. Yes. yes. Maybe it is. Maybe it's a mm. woman thing. No, it's not. It's a it's a human nature thing. It's it's like a protective thing. Like everybody got on Madonna's case when she moved to London and affected an English accent. For real. I'm like, yeah, but I would do that too. You guys have accents. Pittsburgh has and, accents. And if I'm Ooh. talking to I'm someone not... who has a thick Pittsburgh accent, by the end of the conversation, I'm definitely yeah. a little You're more like it. air. Yeah. Yeah, you guys definitely, and I, I don't know what it is, but I you know it's because I'm not Pittsburgh. from here. You know. But I know when I meet people in Pittsburgh, I know it. 
Mm-hmm. You guys have a distinct accent. Oh, yeah. Bill does. Now, whenever Gardell comes back into town, yeah, by Billy the end Gard- of the weekend, he used to tell me, like, whenever he would fly back, Mike and Molly, they would have to, like, work with a linguist to get him, like, to deprogram <laughs> him because he'd be talking like this by the end of the weekend. It was just really? yeah, Chuck so L- severe. Chuck Lorre was not okay with a Pittsburgh accent trying to deliver all those lines. You know what, Molly? Yeah. You're supposed to be <laughs> from Chicago, Billy. You're, right. you're from Chicago in this show. <laughs> Uh, Gary Owen, uh, who's uh, doing big things. Uh, it's tough when you you're, you're like all these famous people are fans of yours. Athletes love you. You got like NBA fans, NFL mm-hmm. fans, all these guys come, but you have to maintain your 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 Cincinnati roots. But and what I found out is guys guys appreciate that. Even like ball players, mm-hmm. they appreciate you're not just jumping around. Like mm-hmm. they'll just get on me. They'll just I'll just see random people like how Cincinnati looking. You know, there's this dig on me. Or they'd be like, we're playing them next year. You got to go to the game. I was like, I'm cool with it, but I'll root for you. But I really want the Bengals to pull it out. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even even like like my buddy Sanu, who's with the Falcons now. He's on me. He's like, Muhammad. dude. Yeah, he's like, yo, uh, Bengals coming to Atlanta. You coming, right? You coming to that game. I said, I am, but I hope you score two touchdowns. But I hope you guys lose 28-24. Right. <laughs> you, know? You, know? You, uh, you don't want to do one of those like uh, T.J. Watts and uh, uh, J.J. Watts' mom thing where you're wearing like a split jersey, like half bangles, half I know. Mohamed no, Sanu. Those I, jerseys are unforgivable. It's an abusive relationship. Like, yeah. literally, I'm Tina Turner and the Bengals are Ike. They just beat me down. <laughs> oh, they beat me down. Oh. They beat me down. They do. Oh. And they treat me the – and what's bad is they the front office treats me the worst. Of How all come? the all, dude, dude, you. I mean, you can walk into the Steelers you. facility they here take and they're care of me. Yeah, the Steelers. That's the bad part. They take great care of me. But it's like, like last year, Marvin Lewis got roasted, mm-hmm. and his secretaries called and they asked me to write jokes for him. Mm-hmm. I said no problem. So I got with them, wrote a couple jokes. They killed at the roast. Right? They crushed it. And everybody's like, I didn't know you're that funny. I go, they're not. I am. So, anyways, <laughs> I called them for tickets for one game. They couldn't get them. I ended up getting Come myself. On. Are you kidding would, me? I said, yo, uh, it was the Texans Thursday night game against the Bengals, like third game of the year. And I go, yo, um, I'm going to go to that game. Can I get a couple tickets? He's like, ah, oh, we already allotted ours out. And I go, I was just thinking, really? I just hung up. I go, I got it. I just hung yeah. up. Like, did you and, call the Texans and get it from there? <laughs> no, you know who got me tickets? Freaking uh, Ocho and TJ, because it was like the 50 year anniversary of the Bengals, so they yeah. were celebrating guys. So Ocho and TJ was there for that game. So I just texted them and said, "Yeah, we got you." So then I'm in the suite with them, and then the secretaries came up to say hi to them. They go, "Oh," I go, "I'm good." Oh, dude, that is so wow. sad. But they did that a couple years ago. Uh, I I had my publicist call for tickets to a game because I don't make a lot. I might make two home games a year. I'm on the road. So I said, you, and they go, they, the guy sent me an eight-page email explaining why they couldn't leave me tickets. And I was like, what? There was 8,000 empty seats at the game. <laughs> I was like this. Is it Texans-Bengals on a Thursday? Yeah. They should be paying you. should be like trying to fill in the stadium <laughs> with extras. Yeah. No no. Well, the Oakland game was worse. When Oakland, when Carson Palmer came back, I want to go yeah. to that game. The guy said, it was literally an eight-page email. And then somebody said, you know he's going to NFL Network Tuesday, right? Like, I, and then he tried to call me to make it right. And I go, I'm good. I'm good. They've, they've burned me a couple times. I'm like, really, guys? The players are great. They always take care of me. But it's the front office. The I'm team. like, good Lord. They can't do anything right. The coaches are good. It's just their front office. I'm like, really? And, but they'll have Nick Lachey up in the suite. 
<laughs> and I love Nick, dude. But I'm like, Cincinnati God, Reds guys. hat on backwards. You know what I mean? I'm like, guys, I got the hood. You're getting bumped for Nick Lachey. <laughs> Easy. At least it's not Drew Lachey. Drew. No, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure Drew. Drew's up in Drew's the suite. <laughs> pretty sure Justin Jeffries in the suite. <laughs> Justin Jeffries up in the suite too. You know, he was the Howie. He was Howie, the Howie from the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Justin Jeffries. There's always the one that doesn't sit. Chris Kirkpatrick. Yeah. Right. right. Sing. <laughs> Clarion and PA. It's never been the lead singer of a song. It's yeah. just in the back. Ooh. <laughs> 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 There's always that guy. He's the Howie. It's yeah. just the, a generic term for all mm-hmm. of them. Wait, I have to ask a question. Wait, we don't have time, and I'm, I'm really sorry, because hold on. Ah! I have to. I know. Relax. i got to explain something here. Uh, we have Justin Schultz of the Pittsburgh Penguins oh. coming on the show, and I can't blow that off. You're welcome to stay through this. i got to take a break and then go to him, I don't know what you have to do. You no, ro- literally, I'll stay because my road manager's bags got lost at the airport. He went to go pick them up. Awesome. So we're stuck here. Okay, Gary minutes. Owen will be hanging with us, but we're going to take a break and come back with Justin Schultz of the Pittsburgh he's Penguins. He's white, right? Yeah, he's white. Okay. <laughs> it's a hockey player. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> that was the joke. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, man. He's white, right? <laughs> we got, there's a black guy on the Penguins. One. Well, there was. There was. Yeah, we traded him. We lost him. 19, what, 1996. <laughs> Remember him? Everybody, 319. It's the DVE Morning Show, and joining us right now from the Pittsburgh Penguins defenseman Justin Schultz. What's up, man? How are you? Good. How are you doing? Doing good, man. Thanks for joining us this morning. The Pens uh, going to Toronto tomorrow. First thing I wanted to ask you, uh, the Calgary game. You had the game winner in overtime, and it was a wide open net after (laughs) Phil the Thrill dumps it to you, but it was like you had long enough to think about it. (laughs) It, it, Did did at any point you worry like, uh oh, this is a lot of time to think about this open net? Yeah, I, I definitely did. Um, you know, he made a great play, and like you said, I had a wide open net, and definitely don't want to mess that one up. Yeah, and you buried it, and you know, but like, whew, those, <laughs> it's like the tap in. You can't miss it. Uh, but things are going good, man. A couple of uh, OT wins there. The Philadelphia game this past weekend, for fans, we were expecting that to be like the Philadelphia, the uh, uh, Pittsburgh dynamic of old. I thought it was going to be a lot uh, more contentious. But Chippier. It, yeah, it really didn't seem like that. Do you feel, in your couple years here with the Penguins, does that feel like a big rivalry to you, or is it something that we have carried over and it has failed to sort of hold up to our expectations in the last couple of years? No, it's it's still definitely a big rivalry. Um, obviously, last game wasn't as chippy as they normally are, but you know that was a big game and um, two big points run the line. Um, it was a big win for us, um, so it was, uh, it was a big game. Sid said that he didn't have a good explanation for why he plays so well against them. You have any ideas? Because I'm, I'm I think his game gets lifted to the next level because they're so. Horrible to say. Every time he comes there, they're just you know they got the signs going. They're bowing him every time he hits the ice. Yeah, no, I think he thrives in it. Um, You know, he loves the big stage, and that's when he plays his best. Um, Like you said, I I feel like whenever we play Philly, he's always um, you know doing something special, and uh, did it again last uh, last game. Stanley Cup uh, parade last year. Your celebration became a meme. Walking down the street, crushing a beer. What? At what point did? When did you find out that that had become something that like Penguin fans had basically turned into their image of that parade? Uh, yeah, that was uh, probably later um, that day or that night. Um, was the parade? 
Uh, I got a bunch of my buddies <laughs> sending me a bunch of them, and <laughs> then I then I kind of went through Twitter and, and saw it all, and it was pretty funny. And um, you know, uh, <laughs> I love it. Did you, did you ever end up uh, getting any T-shirts from that? Because you're on a bunch of T-shirts now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got a bunch um, at the start of the year. Um, handed them out to a couple of guys and um, still have a couple at my, my place. Haven't worn it yet, but we'll, we'll see. So speaking of the Stanley Cup uh, and the Stanley Cup rings, you're headed to Toronto this weekend. You know, fill the thrill, the whole hot dog thing, you know, coming from that one bonehead columnist up there in Toronto. We were saying earlier, don't you think it would be a good idea if Phil just, you know, took a picture of himself crushing hot dogs in Toronto with two Stanley Cup rings on? <laughs> that would be pretty funny. I don't, I don't think he'd do it, but um, yeah, that would be, that'd be funny. Um, yeah, I don't know where the hot dog thing came from, but I've never seen him eat one. <laughs> His sister said that he could, she could take him in a hot dog eating contest. Who are you throwing down on if uh, both castles go head to head? Well, I'll, I'll take her word for it. Um, like I said, I've never seen Philly eat a hot dog, so, um, you know, I'll have to go with her. Uh, I'm going to go with Amanda on that one, too. She seems confident. Yeah. Phil seems very bashful. Seems like he, he would eat hot dogs, but it'd have to be close quarters. He's a man of few words, and he's probably a man of few <laughs> public hot dogs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, was it last year that the, the Hall & Oates song was big in the locker room? Um... Yes, it might have been the year before. It might have been the year before. Has any other song crept up and been like a theme for you guys? Because I know in the past everyone was rallying around that dumb song and we heard it all the time. <laughs> yeah, we kind of get a new. We have a new wind song um, every year. What is um, it? This, this year, it's. Uh, I think I don't know what exactly it's called. It's that uh, "Whoop There It Is" song. <laughs> <laughs> That's <a> really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's the one this year it's been working lately so it's good who's the dj in the locker room is it dumo yeah dumo he's he's got control of it he does a great job um it's a tough job uh, a lot of critics and you know he's driving <laughs> it yeah because the, there's people from all over the world on the team i can't right. imagine gino likes listening to the same thing that latang <laughs> listens to no yeah exactly uh you know guys have different tastes in music and Duma does a great job of spreading it out and making sure everyone gets, um, you know, what they like. Now, you're a Western Canada guy. Are you into country? Yeah, I am. Um, a lot of guys are into country, actually, a lot of hockey players. So, it's you know, we get the fair share of country music. So, are you into, like, the neo-trad stuff, like Sturgill Simpson, Jason Isbell, or more like the Luke Bryan, Eric Church? Yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm a huge Eric Church fan. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll go with that. So will you go to, uh, you know, well, uh, hopefully you guys are still playing, I guess, when, uh, who is it, Kenny Chesney's coming here. That's like the first weekend in June, right? Yeah, hopefully we, we can't make that. Yeah, uh, I hope, hope not. Playing. Have you ever but, been to one of those shows? Yeah, I've been to a, a Chesney concert in Seattle, actually, and it was, um, it was amazing. Isn't it, is it like, is he the country Jimmy Buffett? Is that an accurate analogy? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, that was one of the, my favorite concerts. It was in the football stadium in Seattle, and it was it was just crazy. And he had tons of of great openers too. So it was it was a good concert. Have you converted any teammates to liking country? Because I just can't see Gino getting on board with with uh, with country music at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Gino likes it that much. But um, I don't know if I've converted anyone. I, I think most guys like it or don't mind it. So we'll see. I would imagine Gino likes Euro trash techno stuff. Yeah, like how yeah, he, he likes yeah the the techno stuff. I think I just don't see him sitting down and, and, and digging on like 
<laughs> anything that Luke Bryan has to say. No. <laughs> I don't think many Russians really like country, though. No. Not at all. Talking with Justin Schultz, defenseman, Pittsburgh Penguins. So when Broussard joins the team, is it is there a tough transition when you're basically tasked with defending a guy for, for a couple of years and then all of a sudden he's on your team? Or are you like, oh, dude, I'm just so glad I don't have to work against you anymore? Yeah, I think we were glad that we don't have to play against him. He's a great player. Um, you know, scored some goals against us in the past, and um, we're definitely glad he's on our side now. Yeah. You know, there was a great piece in the Athletic about Chris Letang's return and how it's you know it took him a little while, and 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 Coach Sullivan even said to him, "Hey, don't expect you're going to be uh, on your A game right at the beginning. It might take a little while." Uh, and he acknowledged that it did take him a while. Did you guys? Was that something that you talked with him about about like, oh, no, it's all going to come back or anything, or did you just know that he's Chris Letang and he'll get there eventually? Yeah, we knew. You know, he'd be back. He's um, an amazing player and. Um, plays so many big minutes for for our team that um, he's been huge down the stretch here, um, and I'm sure he's just going to keep improving and keep getting better. Schultze, you're missing a chiclet right up front, and I wanted to ask you one, <laughs> two questions. First one, do you what, what was the moment that you lost that one? And the second question is, do you do you have a falsy that you throw in every now and again? Um, I lost it. It was my right when I got traded here, um, first couple of games against Philly, actually, at home. Um, got a stick and, and lost it. Oh. Um, and I do have a, a fake. I don't wear it much anymore. It's just more annoying than anything, so I just kind of go with it and leave it out. Good deal. Well, you're headed up to Canada. If it's you awesome. need any uh, any dental work or health care, I, I, yeah. you'll probably <laughs> be set tomorrow. Uh, Toronto for the Pens, then coming back, and they'll host the Stars on Sunday at PPG Paints Arena. Justin Schultz, defenseman for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Hey, man, best of luck. Really hoping for the three-peat, and we'll talk to you down the road. Awesome. Appreciate it, guys. Okay, man. We'll see you. Justin Schultz. Schultz. Good dude. Whoop, there it is. How Who funny is that? is that? Gary Owen, who's the whoop, there it is? I'm going to you on that one. It's not TLC. Whoop, there it is. That would be tag team. Tag team back again. Back again. Yeah. I don't know what their first their song, song was. Yeah. That How could they be song. back again? They, they weren't here up. the first right. time. Right. <laughs> tag team. That is funny. <laughs> Ironically. Tag team back again. Back really? from what? Vacation? <laughs> <laughs> tag team. First time here. <laughs> more with uh, comedian Gary Owen when we come back. He added one more source. One more show Saturday night because the rest of them sold out. 412-462-5233. Improv.com to get tickets to see Gary. It sounds awful, but a a buddy of mine passed away. I went to his funeral, and oh, my God. I went to black churches long, (laughs) but this black funeral was on another level. (laughs) Like, I I had to speak for him. and To the point where you ever go to a funeral, and it's so long, you go to your wife, like, don't let that happen to my funeral. (laughs) Like, I'm literally, I got her instructions (laughs) that I'm not going to be on my funeral. I'm not going to be there. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Gary Owen is hanging out in the studio with us right now with Sally Wigan. It is quite a sight. I mean, I think the two of you could really, you guys could have a great podcast together. Could be like Snoop and Martha, no, no. the cooking yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> Which I had a ball yes. when I did. I don't think did my episodes that? air yet. We you, had a ball. You did that, that show. Whoever came up with that concept is so good. They're so good together. Yeah, they're so. Good. I think she was hitting on me. Everybody I think says she's really Martha. Like, uh... Martha gave me a nice little shoulder back rub because we had little Yachty on that episode. <laughs> and he he did one of his songs, and I just laid on the couch and laid on her lap, goofing off. But and then I got up. She goes, No, 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 no. Come back down. I was like, what? Whoa. It was a nice massage. I got get it. I get it. And I was thinking, man, 
if you do her, right. your breakfast is going to be amazing <laughs> the next morning if you stay all night. Like, I'm like, Are you, you. Me? Martha Stewart, like, can you imagine the post-sex meal? Oh, my God. Just wake up in a pile of pillows. Can you imagine? Oh, That'd be amazing. You have the most amazing stories. I'm just stunned. What is Yo. the premise of the show? Like, what is the setup of the show? You Super guys, Super Martha. Yeah, they just they they bring different celebrities on and they cook certain meals and they always have like diff, different ethnicity meals and different culture meal. You know, mine was mm-hmm. uh, it was Indian. It was Indian food. So we had like some curry, but it was good. Nice. Nice. I don't know who made it, but it was good. Yeah. Yeah. I like Indian food. That's the only time I smoke weed was with Snoop in my life. Honest to God. Really? I've only taken one puff of a joint and Snoop passed it to me. And I felt obligated. You have to. Yeah, you have to. And I danced for three hours. (laughs) And I've never danced. Like, my boys was like, no. Because here's what happened. It was a BT Awards 2014. And we're at an after party. And all of a sudden they said, hey, Snoop wants to, you know, I got summoned to his circle. Right. So I'm sitting right next to him. And here comes the joint, right? And Snoop hits it, and he comes right to me, and I'm thinking, it's disrespectful if I don't take a hit of this. Right. So I'm, I tried to do a Bill Clinton, but I clearly inhaled. Like, I took it. Did the French inhale. And- <laughs> <laughs> I passed it to the guy next to me. Oh, I, I don't remember much from that. I know I danced for three hours, and I was dancing to the wrong song. <laughs> like, whatever the rap song that was on at the party, I was not dancing to. Like, why is he dancing to Tiffany? I think we're alone now. <laughs> there doesn't seem to be anyone around. I think I was singing that at one point. Look at the way. <laughs> I was channeling, like, night tracks from the 80s. <laughs> I totally believe that Snoop has weed that makes you dance to 80s tunes. Yo, There's no doubt. Sure. When I tell people that story that, that are weed smokers, I go, you started with Snoop? <laughs> I was like, you don't take that weed. Oh, that's... <laughs> Not that one. Yeah, I'm I don't sure, know, I'm sure don't potency. start with calculus. Yeah, the potency of uh, Snoop's weed has to be pretty ridiculous. Completely lied to my wife, too. Sorry about that. She caught a red eye because she went to the award show with me, mm-hmm. and she caught a red eye back to Cincy, and I, I had to be in L.A. for a couple more days. And literally when she called the next morning, hey, man, Cincy, what'd you do last night? Ah, nothing. <laughs> watch the movie. I think I watched Captain Phillips. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't watch that. I thought I was on the water on a sinking ship. Sorry about that. I'm the captain now. I just kept saying that. It was crazy. I don't know what happened. Uh, you were uh, working at the improv this weekend, and um, all the shows sold out, so you added another one. 11.45 Saturday we added. Okay, so there's a late show. And uh, folks, you, you get out to this show. I'm telling you right now, Gary Owen is not going to be doing comedy clubs in Pittsburgh very much longer. You're already in theaters other places. You could have done a theater here easy mm-hmm. so i haven't been here a couple years though i'm glad you're working the improv though i like when guys come in and they slug it out in the, in the club for for a while when they're bigger than that so. the only the only like power move i pulled was i'm not doing thursday yeah that that's was a, my power that's move that's a greatest. good power move like this i'll do friday saturday sunday <laughs> yeah, yeah but you're doing a sunday still that's you know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i wouldn't do sunday if it was football season no there's i'd no, be out no i would do it thursday friday saturday yeah, yeah. You I, have a good uh, feel for like radio. I was saying earlier how you know you came in and lit. Up. I remember the first time you came on the show and you, and you lit it up. But uh, you know, it's it's not the easiest thing to get up in the in the morning. You know, our buddy uh, Matt uh, Light, who who helps uh, get the comics here. Oh, that's his name. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, dude, I haven't. I've been with him all morning, and I didn't catch it. Yeah, so it, I appreciate that. Thanks. Hey, Matt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Mac brought Chris Stefano in last week, or he tried. To, he forgot to pick him up, and but then still felt the need to come in here and <laughs> did not oh, go to hammered. bed. Hold on, I missed that part of the yeah. story. Whenever, so he didn't pick him up. No, forgot. But to he know. still showed up. The yeah, ED. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got dropped off here. So he stayed out all night, and uh, he had a, you know he he had a, he tied one on pretty good, and came in completely hammered and uh, doesn't really remember being here last week. He was telling me to be quiet while we were on air. Yeah, we were on the air and he was looking at Bill going, shh, shh. We've all been there, man. Yeah. I said I've only, I've only missed press one time due to partying, right? <laughs> and it was uh, 2004. I was at the Funny Bone in Cincinnati of all places mm-hmm. and I wasn't living in Cincinnati at that time. I moved there the, that summer and Nick Lachey and Jessica had the TV show, The Newlyweds, on MTV at that time. Oh, yeah. So what happened was they were filming in Cincy. So they came to the show, and then they, we went to the MTV party, so everything was free. Oh, wow. And I just I lost control. Like, I was drinking way too much, mm-hmm. hobnobbing, everything else. To, and so the guy, the manager's knocking on my hotel door, right? I'm out. So he had them le- try to let himself into my room because I didn't get press. So I got the latch on so he can't get in. <laughs> so then I look at my phone and I see like 30 missed calls, right? So I call him back like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm up. What are you doing? Like I got this fake voice on. He goes, what? And I go, yeah. So he comes back in the room and knocks. So I answer the door and I'm still in my drawers, right? Just underwear. And I go, where you been? I go, I was ready to even show up. I go, so I got back undressed. I didn't think here. Like, he gave me the calmest. No, you weren't. Like, I'm, I'm animated. Man, I was up, man. You were here. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. Like, it was, he was so calm. I just coughed. I go, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you weren't. They got, this is pre, like, Snapchat, Instagram, thank God. But there's pictures of me in the White Castle drive-through walking, like I walked, <laughs> like I went and I ordered, and then I never ate it. Like they said, I I walked the drive White Castle drive-through, and then they said you the guy ended up get, getting in a car, get me in a car, taking me back to my hotel, and I never ate it, and. I puked and peed at the same time on the side of the highway, oh! and nothing got on me. Oh, wow. That's skills. That's, yeah, that is. Like, that is, I'm throwing up, pants down, and peeing, but my projectile was so good, my aim, nothing got on me, and then I had a, there was a, some reason there was a girl in the car trying to rub my back, and I go, get away! I don't want you to see me like this! Was it Daisy Fuentes? Right. No, you know who she's married to? I do know. Uh, Richard Marks. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I blew, blew that question. I just answered She's it for you. married to Richard Marks. Talk about, okay, this it's is the ADHD something. version of WDVE. We went from right, one story right. to the other, and okay. I really got fascinated by it. When I found that out, I go, what? Are you kidding me right now? Oh, he's hung. Yeah. Oh. Richard Marks. I was just thinking of Hazard. That song Hazard was a good yeah. song. <laughs> I will. So that's what the song was. He'll be right, right here waiting for you. Yeah. With 12 inches. With his Got, it. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Oh, I was wondering. <laughs> That's what makes sense now. By Richard the way, Marks. yeah. The way Gary on found out uh, that, that he was hung is Sally Wigan was making that the, the, the sign. I wasn't. Right. I I'm going to get in trouble. Slanging. I, um, I was kidding. I'm, I'm kidding because you were so repulsed by it, you pushed your chair backwards. Yeah. Right. I'm sorry. We'll can clean I, it up. Can I leave this room? No, we'll clean it up. Sorry. Okay. You, you can stay. 
You'd be okay? Are you just more mad that we besmirched the good name of Richard Marks? I don't even know who that is. You don't know Richard Marks? No. You know Karl you know Marks? Oh, my God. I mean, I probably know his face. Late 80s? Elevators? <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you've heard his songs on Elevators. Elevators. You definitely- it's very calm. Let me tell you this. Nobody's ever been shot at a nightclub when Richard Marks was playing. <laughs> so if there's ever a fight, an argument at a nightclub, throw on some Richard Marks and guys just calm down. It's Drew- weird. Like, it's not worth it, bro. Drew Lachey has become like, uh, he's like a pot magnate in uh, Ohio, right? Wasn't he trying to get all the, the Nick marijuana? Nick and Drew, yeah. Or, okay, all right. Yeah, all right. yeah. But it didn't pass. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. But they were, they, if it would have passed, he would have been the loaded. Scarface of Ohio. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the green Scarface of Ohio. <laughs> yeah, he was really trying. Yeah. I am trying so hard to keep up with this. I'm realizing I have absolutely I've either You know who Richard Marks is. I you probably know who Richard do. Marks is. He was uh he was hanging out with uh, we could just lie to her now. Yeah, he was uh, he was college roommate to Lewis Lips. <laughs> yeah. Back in the day. Lewis Lips actually wrote three of Richard Marks songs. I know Lewis and Lips. And he used to throw Lewis Lips out routes. No. Uh, when Lewis was in college. No, I know. Yeah. No, I'm not that uh, stupid. Yeah, and then he would sing. He would sing to yeah. him. Yeah. Sally, does this song sound familiar? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, you know this. Look yeah. at me, Sally. That's how you gotta listen to it. <laughs> oh. Really? <laughs> Dude. I suge- wish everybody could see him. He, Gary Owens doing a fairly suggestive <laughs> Richard Marks thing. <laughs> no, it's not suggestive. It's just rhythm. It's every eighties band. He just yeah. has some rhythm. He's you know, got, it's but, like the golden rule in Hollywood, never look at the camera, don't break the fourth wall. Right. Every eighties video? No. Those bands go right for the camera. Oh, yeah. yeah. They- oh, that way they call it Don't Break the Fourth Wall? Yeah, Don't Break the Fourth that- Wall. Oh, my gosh. I am learning so much He from broke this the guy. fourth wall. Oh, hold on. And you know what he broke it with, too. <laughs> All right, that's enough. Listen Stop to this, Sally. Listen, here we go. They're never yeah. going to let me come back and do this. Hands free. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Now it's getting soft. <laughs> you know, there it's is going a- down. I think There's- I actually like this. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's kind of killing the mood. Uh, wow, that's like a weather vane. It just went right back there. Um, yeah, that's the right here waiting. You know, he did a Christmas album, and a fun thing to do is now with all those digital jukeboxes that, that they have, you can download the app for AMI or for Touch Tunes, and you can play songs, and you can totally hijack a, uh, a jukebox in a bar or something like that. So one of my friends was at a, a bar on the north side, and she texted me, and she's like, where are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm on the mountain. She's like, oh, I'm down on the north side. And I was like, what bar? And she told me she was at the Modern, and I have the app in my phone to play songs at the Modern, so I just loaded it with the Richard Marks <laughs> Christmas album. So I like, played the whole thing. Yeah, a lot of Richard. When they introduced me, since we just had a late show Saturday, coming out to Richard Marks. <laughs> I have to. Eleven forty-five show Saturday. There would be no hip hop intro for Gary Owen. No, <laughs> going straight Richard Marks. I don't know how your audience. I'm gonna come out the hazard. Oh man. Yeah. I just want to drink. Oh, hot that's chocolate. terrible. I want some marshmallows right now. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. I want some hot chocolate marshmallows. <laughs> it makes you appreciate yeah. Christmas. Uh. I can't believe he's married to Daisy Fuentes. That's I was crazy. Say, why yeah. am I like the girl on? there for a minute. Wait a minute. Why am I blanking, hon? I I know. MTV. Oh, okay. Okay. Remember the okay. Beach House? Yes, yes, yes. yes yeah, yes. those okay. days. Okay. You know, okay. with uh, the newfound sort of yeah, yeah. awareness of everything that's going on right now. I mean, now, I was actually married then. The you were married then? Yeah. To Richard, Richard Marks. Marks, Corey Hart. No. Did they play Richard Marks at your wedding? Robert Famous. Yes, you were Sally Famous. Bobby famous. Yeah, you were. You were. Sally. Your husband's last name was Famous. 
Mm-hmm. That's crazy. She was Sally. Oh, 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 my God. Horshack. He played. He was signed by the Cincinnati Reds way back in the fifties, and then he only played ball for Your three husband years. Was signed in the fifties by the he, Reds. He was a lot older than I was, and no, I'm really old. No, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can do. He was math, signed Sally. as an infant. Holy no, cow! No. He was, oh, <laughs> back in the fifties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Right, right. 50s. Oh my God. No, no. So, so wait. What so, did he use? What, I mean, what was he, your he, song? He played, when you guys slept you know together. What? <laughs> like what was this jam in the Sally Brandy, famous household? Brandy you know? knows this is like way. And I said to myself, <laughs> what a wonderful world. Kill it, Mr. Famous. <laughs> I see stars, stars, redbirds. You saw redbirds? <laughs> I'd be wondering if my grandfather hit my grandpa. My grandpa was hitting it from the back when my grandpa was playing that. I think what's left of my career is now over. Oh, no, no, everything's Ah. fine. She said he was a lot older than me. Ah. This is what they got down. These guys. Big band music. Right. Comes out with the robe, drops it. Shoo, shoo. Right now, that's every inch of Richard Martin. He's got a piano tattooed, tattooed on his junk. <laughs> oh, Richard March does. You know what? It wasn't the 50s. Not a baby Grant. I think it, was, it wasn't the 50s. I think it was the early 60s. I'm, I'm a little screwed Huge difference. Up. Huge <laughs> difference. Sorry about that. Wait, or Huge maybe difference. the late 50s. I'm, I'm confused. All right. Salad. Now I got to start figuring out the math. you imagine having sex to this music? You got to wind the I mean, control up first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can be nice. That's that's, 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 that's foreplay. This Just long ago. Wait, yeah. no, what I can't even address this. Can you imagine? Not. We're not talking uh, about you at all, Sally. We're just Sally, talking not about you. We're talking about the people who did. Okay. Back in the forties, have can sex. Can you imagine? Duke Ellington. Forties. We're talking sick. Hey, would you I know. I said we're not hotel? talking about you. No. Okay. Come back to hotel. You're winding. Yeah. Like you said the record player. player piano. Yeah. Would you like some wine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's, yeah, it could be seductive. Tr- p- pumping the Victrola. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what it's called? A Victrola? Yeah. I never knew that. Oh, yeah, man. It's like that. But then it, you had to start your car like that back then, too, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. You had to be careful you didn't get your get your groove on while you're doing the car, too. Like, honey, honey, that's for the Victrola. Keep the. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the gas station attendant's getting super horny. Stop come it. a long way. We've come a long way. Yeah, we have. Gary Owen has uh, come a long way all the way to the improv this weekend with sold-out shows at an 11.45 late show. Do not miss these shows. 412-462-5233, improv.com to get your tickets. We're going to go upstairs to the uh, coffee house right now. Paul Luke's new album, heralded from uh, everywhere from Rolling Stone, um, uh, music blogs uh, all over the uh, all over the. The internet and whatnot. Here we go. Now we're on the theater. Paul Luke, you upstairs? Yes, sir. How are you, sir? Not bad. First of all, congratulations on your great brand new album, Bad Seed. And uh, I mean, I thought that was so cool to see you written up in Rolling Stone for this effort. And you had some heavy hitters playing on this album, which you recorded down in Nashville. You had uh, uh, the guys from uh, Sturgill Simpson's band on this, right? Yeah, a couple of them actually uh, came by and worked for a week down in Nashville. And then we uh, brought the record back to Pittsburgh and, and... Mixed it here. Yeah. Mastered it, it here. It sounds great. And uh, 
Jesse Prentice is on bass right now. Joe Oslowski is on drums. Reed Connolly playing pedal steel and Nathan Zub on guitar. And tomorrow night, it's the big show, Mr. Small's Theater. And uh, Andre Costello, Emily Rogers on the show as well. But it is the album release, and you're going to be playing uh, uh, cuts from Bad Seed. And we're going to hear something right now, right? Yep, we're going to do a song called Slow Dancing. It's Paul Luke with uh, the full band live at the Point Park University stage in the Permanis DVE Coffeehouse DVE. It's the DVE Morning Show, and upstairs right now, Paul Luke with his full band in tow. Tomorrow night, they'll be playing at Mr. Small's for Paul's album release of the new uh, record, Bad Seed, which is uh, it's tremendous. You've been hearing the new song, mm-hmm. Vengeance, on uh, DVE, and uh, they got another one for us. I understand you had some miscommunication, uh, or, or not uh, miscommunication, but uh, 
you had a uh, equipment malfunction on that last song. I missed it, but I think Zub lost a guitar. My strap fell off. Zub, your strap fell off? You know, that happened to Eric Clapton during the, the last waltz uh, version of Further On Up The Road, and the band just kept playing on like they did upstairs. Yeah, that's not the only way I'm like Eric Clapton. I'm, I'm like Eric Clapton in a lot of ways. Uh, mm-hmm. Really? <laughs> Are you saying you're racist? You're a racist who uh, went oh, man, on. <laughs> you, just paint, you just painted yourself a good, terrible. You, you picked a bad time to compare yourself to Clapton because that documentary. You stole is somebody's out. wife? In what, what other ways? <laughs> you, you're in love with your best friend's wife and wrote an album about it. I have it. not been paying attention to Eric Clapton's life story. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be careful, man. This is why it's so great to have a full band. Just other people take heat. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Jesse Prentice is on bass. Joe Wazlowski is on drums. And uh, Reed Connolly playing pedal steel. And we're going to hear another one from the album, Bad Seed, which you should get right now or listen to on uh, anywhere you stream music, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Uh, or uh, Sally, where do you stream music? What does stream music mean? <laughs> she listens on a Victrola. <laughs> on a Victrola. We've established. Well, we have, I, we I have get a, a one-inch thick record you can put on your Victrola. I don't know. People have told me how to stream with Spotify that I need to do that. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't worry about it. Okay. There you go. He's going to have a they CD. Have vinyl. The, the vinyl. Can you? I you No, no. I, I have iTunes. Do you have a record player? Not anymore. Yeah. I have iTunes. Okay. Well, you can listen to it on iTunes. What are we going to hear here, Paul? This one's called Restless Mind. Restless Mind from the new record, Bad Seed. Tomorrow night is the album release party for Paul Luke. Get your tickets at the Mr. Small's box office. And uh, here's Restless Mind. Paul Luke, DVE. Out, I will not read. 
I've collected every single question I found lying around It's much more than I can afford and I pay it anyhow I'm getting my attention and I'm falling behind It's not that I don't love you, it's just a rest Oh, it's just a restless mind Not that I don't love you, it's just a restless mind. Oh, it's just a restless mind. Oh, it's just a restless mind. Nice. Yeah. Man, is that good? From the new record, Bad Seed, you got to check it out. That's, Sounds uh, great. Paul Luke uh, with Reed Connolly on pedal steel, Jesse Prentice on bass, Joe Oslowski on drums, Nathan Zub on the guitar. Bad Seed, the album release tomorrow at Mr. Small's Theater. Don't miss this show. Looking forward to it. Paul, thanks so much. Sounded great, man. Thank you very much. Right on. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Sally Famous is hanging out with us. No, don't do that. No. Oh, the aforement or the uh, former. Oh, 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 uh, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. The DVE morning show. Sally, great to see you. Thanks for coming in today, Sally Wigan. Always it, great to see Sally. Kind of got out of control a little bit, didn't it? It did. It was very Just for a it, minute. It was very funny. If you felt disrespected in any way. No, I didn't. Not at all. You know say, what's crazy what is that expect? whenever no, we're kidding, in the break with Sally, we get we get so deep. We solve the world's problems. No, you guys try to. I just sit and listen. No, you have so many great ideas. And you, you're, I, I, I'm realizing how how um, technologically illiterate I am when it comes to music and how to get it and how to listen to it and what have you. I, I, I don't. I don't really listen to music enough, and in and I, you, both of you, are just fabulous. No, he he he's, he's fabulous. One. He knows yeah. so much about music. I mean, someone was someone someone was explaining Spotify to me, and and I thought, oh, I need to do that. I just have some iTunes tune stuff on my, you have my phone. <laughs> We're iTunes. all gonna have Does iTunes. That play in, no. Yeah, that, iTunes. That's, that's gonna be that's the RMFD th uh, thing. And I don't it's know. Like I, mean, I mean, Gary music. was talking about snapping. I guess that means RF Snapchat, right? Snack chat? Snap chat. That's when you talk with Casey I Hampton. I said snap chat. <laughs> you can't have a, snack. You can't have a snack, snack chat. chat. You can't have a snack chat if you have the eye tooth in. They, they interfere with one another. Yeah, really. I just They're ate, not compatible. I just ate a punchki. I was so big. <laughs> How, oh, my God. Do you have a sweet eye tooth? <laughs> yes. Boy, you start talking about sweet, and you know me. I just go off yeah, on a tangent. <laughs> I just ate a punchki. <laughs> 
I mean, I did too, but I didn't have the urge to say it like that. <laughs> I, just I don't said know a if I said it right. Filling. It's Polish, though. So. Uh, that was delicious. It is Polish. But uh, help me with Snapchat. I need to do Snapchat. No, you, no, you don't. don't. You really I don't do There's anything really right no now. I need to go back to, to doing. Hey, I, I need wonder, to go back to social media. I forgot to do this yesterday. I want to remind everybody, today's National Meatball Day. No, is it? Well, if it was yesterday, then it was yesterday. No, it's today. It was today? Okay. It's also Unplug Day, National Unplug Day. Yeah, well, those two. Unplug and grab a meatball. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's the one that broke you? <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> She's wheezing. You're right, the greatest. You're right there. Yeah, I think so. Right, uh, we, you okay, Wheezy? Yes. <laughs> Today is Meatball Day, and at Emporio, a meatball joint, every guest gets a free ball. When they dine in, <laughs> when they dine in both locations downtown in Wexford, can or you when say they use, a free meatball? You, no, when they you in order to get the free meatball, you have to use the code freeball. Are you kidding me? When you and order online at www.emporioameatballjoint.com, some restrictions apply. Fifty cent buffalo fried chicken balls all day. You ever had chicken balls? That's not a meatball. No, it's a chicken ball. Have no. you ever had chicken balls? No. Mm. Wait, wait, no, no. A little talcum powder. No, I'll I take had care of that. one at the uh, light. <laughs> what? $3 icy light drafts all day. The first 1,000 guests uh, will receive a scratch your balls, scratch off ticket. Come Red- on. No, stop it. Redeemable for a meatball prize. Every ticket is a winner. Are you doing this? He's doing this on purpose to me. I am not. You think I'm just making this up? Yes. Yes. Get a free ball. <laughs> Since the Penguins scored five goals versus the Flyers uh, on Wednesday, you can head to, to uh, at Penguins or at Emporio Meatball on Twitter for details. Is this a that Lance might, Armstrong? That might have been yesterday. Promotion? Yes, th- that might have been. It was yesterday. No, no. The free ball for the Flyers game was yesterday. The free ball for today is today. Cause so it's there's a- two free balls? Yes. <laughs> this is infantile. You can grab the pair. You just called a sponsor infantile. No, no. The conversation you guys are having. I'm reading the damn copy. Okay. (laughs) All right. I'm sorry. F it. We'll do it live. I'm sorry. There's nothing. There is nothing puerile or silly about these free balls. All right. Just use the code (laughs) free ball when you order online. Emporio, a meatball joint. You ever have a meatball joint? (laughs) You ever smoke a meatball joint? It's impossible to keep lit. Yeah. Keep going, going out. He's being bad. It's time to go. Uh, we didn't get to this, so I want to discuss this because this is... This is, uh... is it serious? I'm... Well, no, not really. The, I hope not. The Joker movie yeah. is coming out in the future. There's going to be an origin movie of the Joker uh, that will reportedly star Joaquin Phoenix. No! <laughs> well, that ends that movie. Well, Sally is not for it. Okay. You would be a great head of a uh, studio. <laughs> no! We got Joaquin Phoenix, everyone. No! <laughs> All right. You know, we adjourned. We're thinking about bringing Mark Wahlberg in. No! <laughs> Supposedly the Joker. Here's the origin story they're going with. The Joker will be a failed stand-up comedian. Oh, my God. How, how did I not get this role? How great is this? Uh, sources say director Todd Phillips wants the movie to be a little bit like the King of Comedy, the Martin Scorsese movie with Robert De Niro where he film. kidnaps oh. yeah, uh, Jerry yeah. Lewis. That's a great film. Rupert Pupkin. Oh, I just watched it again not long ago. It's great. Um, 
Scorsese is also producing this Joker movie. Uh, it sounds like they might be borrowing a little bit from the plot of the 1988 graphic novel The Killing Joke. In that one, the Joker is a struggling stand-up who snaps after one bad day and turns to crime to feed his family. I think it's just like how all these alt-right guys were failed comics. Uh, it's kind of dovetailing into that. Patton Oswalt constantly makes yeah. a point of highlighting all the people who are failed stand-ups that found a voice in that crowd. Uh, the one it's guy, the perfect who, backstory. The guy who got arrested in Charlottesville, the neo-Nazi that Vice mm-hmm. uh, featured. They profiled oh, yeah. him. Yes, like the the week before the Charlottesville riots, yep. he was a failed stand-up comedian. Well, if people aren't laughing at you or, or your attempts to be funny, it could be really damaging. It could make you very angry. Oh my During God, the, there's nothing worse. Well, that's uh, it's too real because I, I mean there are. You, you see people being pushed towards that Joker threshold. Yep. You know, and comics love to uh, uh, rag on you know one another. And at a certain point, it's like we need to stop talking about him before he you know comes in here with with the the face paint and the green wig because yeah. it's really. I I had an we got to ex- put him on a show and laugh at yeah. his material. I had an ex girlfriend sit me down about about one particular guy and say, "Listen, I need you to promise me you're going to leave if that guy shows up." Because it's it's this is this is a a future ripped from the headlines storyline. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be great. I want oh, it'll to, be a good uh, one. Make a point of thanking Sally Wiggin for joining us. Thank you, Sally. I have a recommendation because um, you were recommending watching things. Watch Jessica Jones. It's the second season. Oh yeah, on Netflix. I decided I am Jessica Jones. Kristen Ritter. Yeah, she's a great actress. Yeah. It's a great, you know, it's... it's now, why are you Jessica Jones? Because if I could do the things that she does, I would think I would be happy. Did you see Black Panther? I saw it twice. I loved it. Isn't it so good? I saw it twice. I'll see it a third time, but I saw it twice. It was it was great. You won't see it a third time. I saw Dunkirk four times. Why? Did you not understand I it? I <laughs> I could tell you about it. <laughs> I'm going to hit you. Who did you want to be in Black Panther? Uh, the one who's on Walking Dead. I love her as an actress. Uh, 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 Denai Garo. The badass chick? Oh, she's amazing. She's yeah. a great actress. She's, she's a really so great good. She was awesome yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, she was, she was really, really. His main like bodyguard. His security detail. Mm-hmm. I want to be the like the Highlands guy. The, the dude who, oh, the caveman. Oh, what's his name? Winston? Oh, yeah, yeah. Is his name Win- Winston Duke. Win- Winston Duke, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was pretty. That dude's a badass. Even though awesome. he lost when he says, the first when he, fight. He, he started still... laughing. He said, we're going to eat you. And he started laughing. And he says, oh, I, I'm a spoiler. Spoiler never mind. alert. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Cannibals. Black cannibals. But what I, 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 what I love huh? is, oh, my gracious, uh, uh, um, um, the Winter Soldier. What's that? Bucky. Never mind. Never mind. Oh, that's a spoiler. Let's be quiet. Yes, that's a major. You, th- there's literally nothing more spoilery that you could have spoiled. I can I pound my head against. It's okay. Wall? I'll hit the oh delay button. Oh my gosh! No, no, no. It's not. Here, I just oh, delayed really? it. All right. Yeah. Oh, thank I, I dumped you. Okay. it, so then you didn't spoil anything. Okay. Because I don't even know what you're talking about. Neither do I. But you've ruined it. Whatever, Whatever it, was. it is, you ruined it. But if you're, you, you do know that the next you, Avengers movie is going to take place. A lot of it is going to take place in Wakanda. Yes, and and just in about and I'm so excited. six seven weeks, it's the end of April. I'm that so one's excited. coming up. Do people think Wakanda is real? I think that a significant number. You said that thing was going around Twitter where there was a fund growing to uh, uh, be given to any journalist who successfully asked 
Trump a, a, a question about relations with Wakanda. <laughs> no one has claimed that prize yet. I'm still waiting. I guarantee you, he has been briefed at infinitum that yeah. Wakanda on a daily basis, like Do every not time. Fall for this. And uh, lastly, sir, want to remind you, Wakanda is not a real country. In case you were asked about it, good day. <laughs> There's a significant percentage of people in this country who believe that the earth, that, that the sun revolves around the earth, that the earth is the center. The of flat earther movement is a big deal. Yeah. So let's. So very uh, popular amongst athletes. What I don't understand about the flat earther thing is why don't why didn't somebody just fly off of the earth to prove it? Instead of, like, if you keep flying, you'll end up in the same spot. Yeah, that seems like it, it would be a, a tough hoax to keep going. Like if it was if if the world was flat and everybody was like this is a scam well, why and why wouldn't the secret? flight lines be when you see them direct lines if the Earth was flat? Well, what do they? Ta- what about the 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 photos from space? Do they fake. not they believe fake those are fake? Fake. Same with the moon landing. Fake. Stanley Kubrick directed that. He did. He was pretty good though. Mm-hmm. How? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> I knew exactly what she was talking uh, about. She's talking about the computer, but she, uh, just, she just said it with no context. Welcome to Space Tourette's with <laughs> Sally Wiggin. Hal. Hal. Johnny Five. Dude, actually, Bill knows how my mind works. That's frightening. Oh, oh, oh Buck Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> Lost in space. <laughs> <laughs> They're bringing that back. I know. It's going to be a movie. I know. It's going to be a good movie. Yeah. Interstellar. <laughs> Space Tourette's with Sally Wiggins. <laughs> was the Enterprise USS Enterprise? Yes. Why was it USS? Uh, there's probably a nerdy answer to that that someone knows. but Because there is no U or right. S. It's a, it's a one, uh, one, one world government in the Star Trek series. Are you series. sure there wasn't a United States in the first one? I don't know. What does USS Ask Alexa and wait for her to cackle at you. Or in Enterprise uh, in Star Trek. Yeah, it's a lot. USS Enterprise. USS was an identifying prefix used before the names of seafaring ships on Earth and spacefaring ships of United Earth and United Federation of Planets. The abbreviation has been used to stand for United States Ship, United Space Ship, and Uh, United Starship. Okay, so it wasn't United States. Okay. No. All right, I'm mm-hmm. okay. United Federation of Planets. Sally, thanks so much for being here today. It and, was a uh, lot of fun. We do appreciate you. Thanks to Gary Owen for spending so much time here as well. He'll be at the Improv Hilarious. all weekend long. Very, very funny. Very funny. And uh, also thanks to Paul Luke and the band for, for being here. The record release tomorrow at they Mr. Smalls. Great. That is going to be a, a great show that to last, see. That, I just love that last song. Oh, yeah. Well, listen to the album mm-hmm. today on, on uh, your iTunes. I, I, I your iTunes. Okay, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Bring iTunes. it up on Snapchat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why she has an eye tooth. <laughs> on the snack chat. Uh, and thanks to Sean Collier and Sean, speaking of comedy. Yes. I uh, am going to be kicking off a new stand up series at Arcade Comedy Theater later this month, calling it uh, Sean Collier Presents. We're going to play the Alfred Hitchcock Presents theme. I may step into a silhouette of myself. Nice. Uh, but these are going to be. Headline sets from some of the best comics in Pittsburgh with uh, some other of our favorites in support. The first one of these is March 24th, headlined by Mr. Wednesday, Jeff Conkle. Ah. 
going to kick the series off for us along with Samantha Bentley, uh, guest drop in for Moshe Dwyer. I'm going to host every show. Bill's going to be there in April. Yep. We'll tell you more about that one a little later on. But for now, tickets are on sale for March 24th at Arcade Comedy Theater. It's only about 90 tickets in that uh, in that space, so get them now. I just tweeted out a ticket link. That's on Twitter, at Sean Collier PGH. And we'll see you at Arcade all year long. I am also doing a show tonight with Mr. Wednesday, Jeff Kunkel, and my buddy Mike Travers. We're actually doing it at Level 20. And it is for the One Six Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization created to bring awareness to how short and precious life is. Um, the Keston family lost their son, Ty, on March 13, 2016, and they just do a lot of work with local charities. Um, they, they do a lot of stuff with Animal Rescue League. They've donated to the uh, Kiss Stuff a Bus, and we're going to be uh, doing a show tonight that's actually sold out, but if you want to go to one, as in the number one, spell out sixfoundation.org, you can see their mission statement and um, check out some of the great work that they do. Awesome. All right. Michelle's coming up next. Sally, do you have anything you want to say before we get out of here? No. Sure. Except th- no, except thank you. Mm-hmm. Except thank you. No, thank you. It is, uh, it is we who should, it is us who should thank it you. Is what is is it us or we that should thank you? We should ch- thank you. It is we who should thank it you. It is we. How should thank you? But people don't say that anymore. Like, if you answer the phone, you don't go, it's me. It's, it is I. You say, it's me. So I No, I say that. It is I. Is Do, this Sally? Uh, and you would say, it is, is I? No, I don't do that anymore. You say, yeah, it's me. It's me. That's like me, me pronouncing... Javier Bardem the way I did. Javier Bardem. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know why I did that. It was just sort of a mistake. You are forgiven. Okay, why don't thank you, you like thank you. Let's, let's say Phoenix. goodbye. Why don't you like I just don't I, I don't I don't think he'll be a good joker. But did you think Heath Ledger would have been a good joker? Oh, Herod Leto? He was he, the best. He ended up he being incredible. Yeah. I yeah. thought he would stink. And it was one of the most iconic performances ever put on film. I hate the Herod Leto one. I thought I didn't think it was good. Although that movie wasn't good. Uh, I actually think he was okay. I thought he but, was okay too, but Sean. It, it was just it was such a, a mess of a yeah. project. Yeah. Margot Robbie was really great. I I really liked her in that movie. She's yeah, a great actress. everybody else stunk. Will Smith especially. He's done. Terrible. He's done. Terrible. It just mailed it in like yeah. zero express. It's like he had yeah. Botox. Like injected before soul. every on his soul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Botox in your soul. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. We got to go. Sally, I just want to say thank. Hi, thank you. I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants, Ronald? Ah! Mm-hmm.